This book has bad words. Hello, Hard Yarners. We are feeling very tired. We've just done a boot camp yep. with the great man himself, Mickey D, uh, and then done a follow-up podcast. Uh, what did we talk about, Mickey? Well, we basically talked about the you know comedy teamwork. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's true, yeah. You know, comedy teamwork and just how uh, working together really gets it done. Yeah, a real positive vibe it today. It was, actually. I yeah. felt really good. Do you know what? It's the endorphins. We, we talked about it. You feel yeah. good instead yeah. of... You know, buying a bag, you go for a run, yep. and you feel really good. <laughs> yeah, um, bringing runners higher to the next level. A hundred percent. Now we uh, we chat about yeah, all, your whole journey through comedy, yep. the SAS stuff, yeah. um, running, fitness. It's um, fucking awesome. Oh, also, this podcast is brought to you by the Comedy Lounge, one of the best. Actually, as you said, the best venues almost in Australia, probably yeah. in Australia. Yeah, could, yeah, I'd say that. We could just get Mickey Soundbite and bring it to the front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then finally, if you want to get on, and you'll hear it at the very end again, if you want to get on and donate to uh, the Ultra Hard Yarns, the run I'm doing for 80 kilometres for Beyond Blue, that would be amazing. The link will be in all distrib- descriptions. It's on my f- Instagram. It's on the Hard Yarns Instagram. So this is a yeah. fucking awesome Actually, episode. this podcast is indescribable. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. indescribable. <laughs> Let's get hard. Look at these men finishing one sentence. I'll take the business. <laughs> I'm a crow. Ah! You shall you not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> he never did the W, but everybody else has done the W. <laughs> Listen all the way to the end and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. Yes. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. Five yards podcast. Delvey, I'm fucked. (laughs) We got hard. We We, got hard. We got hard. Ladies and gentlemen, we just did a boot camp with our guest. Mickey D. Mickey D. Comedy weapon. Fellas, well done. (laughs) I'm I'm wrecked. It was good. It was fucking moist though. Very moist. Mm, That was just in the car. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling, guys? How are we going, guys? Now, how are we feeling? Because that really pushed me. I did a solid run last night. Yeah. And um, yeah, I felt pretty heavy towards the end. I feel good that I got it out of my system, but for Mickey D, who's done ultra marathons, mm. that's just a warm up, eh? Mate, I'm hurting though. But yeah, that's <laughs> what you just need to be in that sweet spot. It's just sad that my sweet spot's full of hurt. Yeah, it's <laughs> the hurt locker. It's so cool that you've done ultra marathons, and we were talking about it mm. while we we're doing it. I didn't know that, and then now I've got plenty, someone to ask for advice and and right. what go into into my challenge. Um, May May the first. May the first, yeah, mate. I, when are you gone? Like you could come yeah, aboard next week, I think. When <laughs> do you leave? I'll fly back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate. Fucking get it done. <laughs> run, you run back. Mate, just, that, just, a, just a loosener. You, I, and hearing that you're doing an ultra marathon is a part of me going, oh, oh, I want to live it vicariously through you. Mate, it's uh, it's so cool to have you on. What um, what actual. Before we go any further, what ultra marathons have you done? Because you've done a few, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, my, my local one in South Australia is the Urubilla Ultra Marathon. Mm. And uh, you know, that's that's the, the one you train for. That's in September every year. I've done three of those. Fuck. But, how far is uh, that one? It's 57. Okay. So it's... But there's about a two two kilometer elevation shift. Wow. So and there's stings in the tail. So you're going. I've got it done. Like one year, I ran the the marathon. Went through the marathon at just under four. I've gone traveling really well. And then I've gone. Hang on, haven't got the invoice yet. Fuck. And then it's like four real big pinches at the end. And you start going, why is this my hobby? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, what is your motivation to doing, for doing ultra marathons? The, uh, halfway through is just finishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get this bastard done. 
and then I'll you know I'll take up chess or something. You know, some <laughs> yeah, other strategy yeah. based thing where you don't cry. I love chess. Queen's Gambit was awesome. <laughs> if you like that, have, have you watched it? Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, that, it, somehow you, they've managed to get drugs and chess in a magical combination. You, that movie, have you seen like how long that took to get made? It was like thirty TV series. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that I mean, TV series. Uh, thirty-five years of this. Whoever wrote it, trying to get it produced, picked up by a network. Really, nine rewrites, um, Jeez, and eventually it's, done its, it's own one of those persistence things. Like it's done it's, its just, own ultra marathon to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now it's been viewed like sixty-five million times. Yeah, have you watched it, Queen's so Gambit? I, on I can't deny my wife any longer. She goes, <laughs> "Should we? Should we give this a go?" I'm like, "No, oh, no. Nah, can we watch a Wesley Snipes flick?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "No." I said, "Okay, so I'll, I'll give it a crack." Yeah, yeah it's I, pretty good. Is it? I, yeah, I have to get on board. I guess. Yeah, I only I only got onto it because I heard Whitey talking about it on Grim Reaper's potty. Yeah, okay. So, and I like chess. I was in the chess club when I was in is primary it school. Period piece. Like, like I was a nerd. <laughs> My granddad taught me how to play. Is it? Period? It's a period piece. Mm. Yeah, because it's about a woman. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a period piece set in I think maybe the sixties or seventies. Yeah, because I've recently started um, watching that Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and that's oh. set in the 1920s. Wow, huh? Fuck, you watch me. it? I did five years. My wife's uh, Brummy. Well, she from Birmingham. Okay, so we we lived in Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham. And, and she loves Killian Murphy. Oh. so that's her happy place. Okay, watching him. We and his accents on point. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for Tom Hardy who sneaks in. I love Tom Hardy. Fuck, series mate, three. His, his role in that but, is so good. Wow, huh? But oh. you know, I'm watching it with my wife, who's she's a triple threat. She's she's an actor. She can sing. She cabaret stand up. Does all of it. Yeah. But it's like me when I watch a stand up. I've gone. Oh, I see those tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy comes in and he's playing Alfie Solomon. Oh. I'm just foaming at the mouth. Mate, like, how's that opening scene? And my wife's just like, he tried too hard there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, but, but apparently, uh, from what you, I hear, you think I'm a fucking idiot? It's like, it's like whoa, the power. He's but got that voice as well, like so good. But he he improved most of those scenes. Really, and yeah, right. a, a mate who, who's an actor in it the feels UK, real, doesn't it? The way, yeah. He's, yeah. And this guy, he goes, okay, he, he took uh, dialect coaching to get that specific era and that uh, yeah. demogra- in in that area, mm. era and area, working for months and he gets to the scene, he had four lines and there was no context because mm. um, he's just gone off book. Mm. <laughs> and all, all this bloke who trained for all those months just had to nod in the game. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you be? Oh, right. I haven't watched Peaky Blinders yet. Oh, so that's Peaky I, I fucking to. Blinders. Yeah, I, um, fucking great, mate. <laughs> I didn't like the name. Man, I was like, that sounds lame. Do you know what it is? But now I realise it yeah. was a uh, yeah sword a, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sword yeah. boys would need bigger hats to hide their blades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been told get onto it for a while, and I'm I don't, I'm one of those people. If someone tells me to do something, I'm like, nah, fuck yeah, I'll yeah. find it on my own. Mm. Yeah. But I eventually gave in and watched it, and I was like, fuck, it's it's pretty epic. It's oh, yeah. not too graphic. It's not too horrific in scenes. It gets a bit. In some, I hear Game of Thrones is pretty good as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm late. I'm late yeah. in the game as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll just watch it up until the last season. Yeah, last season, <laughs> horrific. Yeah, right. yeah everything else is good up yeah. until the last season. You know. Well, I, I thought even the last season, the first two or three episodes were okay, but then they rushed. I felt like the last yeah, two or the three last episodes, three, yeah, and just came up with shitty but. endings and didn't cover. A bit, yeah. But anyway, anyway, we've got. Uh, what, was your, um, <laughs> what was your? What um, was your? Motivation to start doing your ultra marathons mm. before we get into your comedy stuff. 
spilled the water, boys. Uh, oh, fuck. Like, it's only a rental. Oh, mate. <laughs> um, the motivation. Again, it just started. Uh, a mate dared me to do the Melbourne half marathon. Oh, yeah? And then um, the, the runner's high. Cheaper than a bag. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know the four days afterwards you're Ooh. not broke you're not in a depressive hole uh, no but, and it's the opposite again, you feel fucking yeah. amazing you it's feel- a, and it's a transportable sport so I couldn't play um, and we're all trans rights transportable rights completely yeah. couldn't do me cricket couldn't do me footy when I'm on tour yeah. any other city in the world mm. um, you, you can go and run great way to yeah. feel about the city and you know stand ups are like uh, okay I'm, what part of town am I going to throw under the bus for cheap laughs Yeah, I've actually run Runner. through it yeah. Yeah. it is a shit yeah. up you know yeah. instead of um, so yeah, my first first long run was uh, or city run was in two thousand nine Melbourne half marathon. Yeah, and I thought, okay, I'll give a marathon a shot. Um, and then yeah, I thought, okay, well, let's start ticking off some some of the world majors. So Berlin, yeah. Amsterdam, London. Um, you've you've got to you've got to do Wolverhampton. Man. Wolverhampton's a good marathon. Yeah, yeah. why you dodging being stabbed or something? Yeah, or? yeah. It's, a, it's a two lapper. You get to run past the shit works twice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the jewel of the it's the jewel of the UK. Where's that running. one? UK. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's uh, Wolverhampton's about ten miles northeast of Birmingham, and okay. it's uh, if you've been to Wolverhampton once, you may as well have been there twice. Cause yeah, your first time's usually your last. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! But, but no, it's it's a great way to see another city, and then again. Oh, I uh, totally uh, agree. Ultra yep. marathon. Oh, yeah, and, and then when you do a, a city marathon, um, it gives you that perspective because you're actually allowed to run down the middle of the road mm. without, without the coppers getting involved. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I go travelling, people always go, what are you fucking doing? You're on holiday. But I go for a run in every city once in mm. the morning. Um, I did it. I, actually, I've, I didn't realise this was such a good way to see a place until I went on a trip to America with a couple of mates and I was still in training for footy, so I kept fit and I was jogging and I was in Brooklyn and I just went we were staying in Williamsburg which is just out, out of Manhattan and I was running through fucking um through everywhere and I could before, s- before the city wakes up as well yeah and it was fucking cold but mm. it was fucking amazing like I could see see so many different sides of of especially Brooklyn that I had never seen before yeah, man. it was fucking awesome and you know you don't just go walk across a bridge and Shit, you see all the the Jewish blokes that you with the the proper the ringlets, yeah, the ringlets coming down, yeah. and they're all there's like hundreds of them walking along doing. Shit. It was fucking awesome. I was walking through some and bad parts of town. They're like, you don't know where you are, son. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, okay, pick it up. And yeah, then yeah, you, yeah. Back at your own. Where is that spike? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, it's just good to know wherever you go in the world, everyone is looking at you going, who is that fucking idiot? Yeah. <laughs> Running. Yeah. 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 Why? <laughs> I think I did it in uh, Venice. No, Venice. No, uh, Florence. Yeah, if you did it in Venice, you'd be Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just running on did water in, through the canals. I did it in Florence and I ran up to this viewpoint and then you the whole run up to it is fucking amazing as well. Mm. It's like going for a walk or a ride through a place. You get to see it a lot yeah. better. And I get up to this fucking spot and I just didn't want to leave. It was It's the best way to see any city in the world. Mm. I can yeah. Go for a jog or a ride or... Walk around. It's it's the best way to do it. Maybe there's a business opportunity there. You just do run, running tour running guys. tours. Mm. So you plug the thing in. What like on the Yes Man? That girl does the running photo. Oh yeah, she runs around. Yeah, goes yeah, for yeah. a run, take a photo of a spot, get running. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, but that's mm. for safety now in Northbridge. <laughs> when you're running, taking <laughs> <laughs> a photo just to double check. Right. But um, completely. I'm running between my gigs. Gigs, here. yeah, yeah, um, and it's it's great knowing. 
because all it is running with your with your splits, it's time and it's distance. Yeah. And I've managed to mix that with gigs. Yeah. So I'm getting a double high. I'm off my guts. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because if people, I've been saying it on stage, people who don't know that I'm a comic, they've gone, "Where's that fat black going in a hurry?" <laughs> They're just running through the city. He's got purpose. (laughs) He's running. (laughs) He looks, he's switched on. His shoulders are pushed forward. He's fucking pushing. But then the game is can I get to the next gig in time? Never a problem because I can, you know, I can cater. I can pick up. If I'm running behind, I'll pick up the pace. But the, the trick is getting the heart rate back down, being ready, centering yourself, walking on stage. Because if you walk on stage, too sweaty. It's like, <laughs> if, if it tried to get a point across while you're hiccuping, no one trusts you. They're going, this guy's a shonk. Sweating's the same. It's like, he's hiding something. Yeah. This, bloke's a, this bloke's a shonk. Yeah. We were talking about that with Sam Kizajuki in, uh, two days ago mm. um, on the potties, talking about like people are just fucking running from show to show. I it's was just, running. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from show to show because people are- Yeah, so for people listening, what we're talking about is Fringe World at the moment, yes. obviously. Yeah, Fringe And mm. you've, as a comic, you get- spots all over town so one might be like mickey's last night was with me at the lounge and then uh brass monkey and you've got five minutes to get there yeah or you might be at the stables bar and you got to go to universal mm-hmm. and you got it's a 10 minute walk so you got to time it you yeah, spend half your fringe fucking yeah some of them like it might, might be like 12 ungy away or you're doing a mile between these gigs yeah and yeah. then you have to zip back yeah yeah and it's uh <laughs> it's, it's my happy place yeah. I, like see, I went and bought, i went and bought a scooter <laughs> yeah, so if you want to borrow it, you can. Like what? What? What sort of scooter? Like a little like push one. Push one on yeah, the- seventy bucks from Big W. It's it's fucking it's wicked. Will it will it get you there quicker? Yeah, fucking oath. Well, I guess two wheels, man. Beats two legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah the, and the, the, my whole thing is like what Mickey was just saying. The sweat, the sweat factor is yeah. horrific. <laughs> mm. Like because you. Now, you don't subscribe to this because you're a professional and you just crush, but. Shorts on stage, you mm. always wear shorts on stage. Yep. Now, when I started, I used to wear shorts on stage and singlet. And Sean Conway, have you met yeah, Sean? Yeah, yeah, He would always, I thought he was joking. He's like, stop wearing shorts. Like, fuck it, no, no, no. And I didn't realize apparently it's an unwritten rule of comedy yeah. that you're supposed to not wear shorts on stage. Well, it depends. <laughs> and you, you just you, say, fuck that. Yeah, you just turn up and, you know, I've got pretty nice calves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not guns out. I'm not want, a guns out kind of guy. I'm you want to be comfortable? Yeah, true. And it's like, it, it is a lot of people pull out me up on that. They go, what, why are you wearing shorts? Yeah. It's like, well, because I can. Yeah. Because yeah. your material backs it up. That's what I thought. I was like, if you're funny, you're funny. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're fucking wearing. But yeah, having exactly. said that, when I was in Montreal, there was an African-American comic there and he was like, you boys, you you got to start dressing properly. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's all good for you to say. You, you're, you're an African man. You can wear all these outrageous colours and you look awesome. Oh, yeah. that's... I turn up in a yellow suit, I look like a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> a Power Ranger. You know what I mean? You, could, you, you look like a king. Yeah, yeah. that's I look, it. I look like a fucking weirdo. Stylish. Yeah. Fucking yeah. suave. Yeah, yeah. but that's the one thing, that the, the pants and the sweat between gigs for me. It's like, <laughs> I bought a change of... I bought three changes of clothes on Saturday. I had a wedding and mm-hmm. then then five gigs in between ones I was... Did you say your wedding was in Rottnest? Yeah. So how... Was that a bit nerve-wracking? No. Nah. Because what if a, a fairy is... Hey, we don't care about people's sexuality, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? If a fairy's running off top, were you fairy? Or did you... Yeah, I ferried it. Yeah. Yeah. What if it gets like held up or... Oh. 
don't, I guess, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. That'd learn how to do a triathlon pretty quick and <laughs> <laughs> swim back. But yeah. no, I, I booked a 4.31, so then in case if I missed it, the 5 o'clock one would still have got me there in time. You get the buffer. Yeah. Oh. And then it's on you to make sure you're there at that time. It guarantees. Yep. There's a, a, I good. did a training race. Well, because uh, there's this thing, the six-foot track, mm-hmm. which is a Katoomba, the Blue Mountains. So it's a 45K trail from Katoomba to Janolan Caves. And is this in Australia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This Sounds is like a, French a, words. Kutumbe and Ganolo. Please, come along. And, uh, you need a backpack to run. <laughs> so it's a, this is the game I play and it's what I want to do is help people eliminate excuses. Oh, I can't can't do that. Don't have the time. David Goggins. You can you can get out and do it. So yep. I found 5 a.m. train from Sydney Central. Get out of the train 702 Katoomba. Get enough time to have a coffee. Have a poop. That's important. Very important. You don't want to do it at the bottom of the gully in front of those two Canadian hikers. <laughs> I learned the hard way. But the game is you've got you've got from the trailhead to Janolan Caves, mm. you've got to get there before three thirty because that's the last bus back. Yeah. So it's a th- it's a three hundred and fifty dollar wager on yourself. Because yeah. if you miss the fifty dollar bus, you've got to get the Uber, Uber. and the difference is. <laughs> yeah. So that that was a. That I like that for motivation. I was, I was doing How far was it? Uh, so forty seven, all told. Forty seven. Two k from the train station to the trailhead, forty five, forty five oh. to along, and it's up and down. And yeah. the, the worst thing about that's why I love trail running. Yeah. And mate, you're going to enjoy this uh, this alt that you're yeah. doing because what goes up. Must come down, but yeah. Mother Nature can be a real bitch because this particular course <laughs> just kept going up. It gave you, a, and, and he's like, "Okay, I did that." And it's like, "No, nah, okay, that was a false summit." <laughs> down, 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 and then up, up again. again. And, and it's just like, "Oh God!" And, and this is what happened. And I think I can't remember when I mentioned it. Maybe last week when I went to Albany, I filmed a, a, a three guys ride to Albany wow. in, in one day. They've never ridden. It was in twenty three hours they rode there. And from fuck, Perth to Albany, from Perth to Albany, raising money for the Sydney bushfires, the and furthest south, southern tip of West Australia. Well, pretty, be pretty close. It's about four hundred and fifty k's, and um, yeah, about the two eighty mark, they were fucking yeah, cramping up. Their cars <laughs> were breaking down, but they, they just sort of had to get through it. But mm. these hills, what you're talking about, you think <laughs> they kept on saying, "Oh yeah." Uh, yeah, once you get past a certain point, the hills it gets pretty flat. It's all good, but there's still like these long hills yeah. that are fucking. It, they go for kilometers, and yeah. then you get you. Go, oh, we're going down now, and then it's fucking mm-hmm. up. Again. Different terminology too, because you trick yourself. Oh, this one's just a long drain, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the other one's a pinch. And then <laughs> 20, 22 hours in, you go, no, nah, it's just all fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's this. like the whole thing. You like you say, you think, <laughs> oh, you get that downhill after, that's going to be great. But it's like there was no downhills. It was just fucking no. all uphills. I felt sorry. I did a. I trained hard for a fast half marathon, mm. and people. Warned me, said, look, the course is uphill yep. out there. So I'm hanging on, running threshold, going, that's okay. Because on the turnaround, Ooh. I can make up this time. I can free reel for a bit. I'll be fine. And just on the way back, it was like an Escher painting. It was everywhere you go, it was up. Yeah. Like, how do you fuck it? There's no escape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brutal. I've you know, got that face on me. I've been robbed. Yeah. This is, uh, this is not fair. So that's fucking, so that's weird. So you're on the way up. And then as you come back, it was still. Yeah, Up. but it's kind of like when you're running, uh, you know, you get a headwind. You don't know, yeah. you, you didn't know there was one installed because everything was nice and quiet. If yeah. everything's nice and quiet on a run, you go, oh, it's because the wind's <laughs> was pushing. With, yeah, 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 with you. Yeah, yeah and then, exactly. 
on the way back. You're the running along the coast is like that. You're fucking. You're running one way, especially if you're running in the afternoon. You know it's going to be tough. Mm. But if you're running in the morning and you think you've got a bit of, it's a nice still day, and then you turn around, <laughs> and you're like, oh no, there was a breeze. I just run whichever way the chicks are walking <laughs> <laughs> on the coast, yeah. and then there's an out and back. You might yeah. you might get a second greeting. Yes. What yeah. other, so you you played cricket. You yep. just love sport. In general. Yeah, I played uh, district level cricket in South Australia for the Western Eagles. Okay, cool. Uh, good mob uh, and then I made a comeback yeah uh, <laughs> went back and played D grade uh, as a well, I was on about 32 when we um, we were expecting our first so when Grace so yep. this about nine and a half years ago I played yep. a season yeah took the batting and the bowling trophy as a as a with a dad bod nice. <laughs> and it was hilarious because I can play some of the hardest rooms in the world and hecklers don't bother me bring it on yeah I can even you know if, if a thug come up to me in the streets of South London I'll I'll just, you know, staunch it out. Yeah. But for some reason... <laughs> Cricket sledges? Can't cope. <laughs> can't cope. I've gone, mate, I need this today. I'm, I'm a... I'm a Fuck bo- off. I'm a, bo- <laughs> I'm a bowling all-rounder. Yeah. I just need... I need another mile, minor milestone here. I need yeah. a 50 today, Yeah, give me the 50. Please. It's and such a mental game, cricket. It really is. And because if you make one bung move, there's no DRS here. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so... One false move, your week's fucked. Yeah. So this this young lad, and I hate Port Adelaide, right? And <laughs> yeah. they're our rival club, but I've always had some over them. So I'm, I'm batting all right. Uh, but I got through the shot too early and it hit me in the chest. Didn't hurt. Yep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when a bloke said, didn't, yeah, hurt, didn't hurt that hurt. quick. Fucking hurt. hurt. <laughs> didn't hurt. So I just stood there and went, mm. And then, <laughs> then the guy goes, says, yeah, have another swing at you fat old bastard. And then I've gone... He, he's right. I'm <laughs> both of those, and, and I, I have nothing it. to say. So you started doing ultras. So, <laughs> so, I've got to fix this, and so then, then I, 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 I hold out a next, uh, next over, <laughs> caught, caught deep, long on, and then he's giving me this one. He goes, uh, <laughs> he gives me a send off. He goes. Go back and have some donuts, you fat <laughs> And I'm like... So simple but effective, eh? And it cut me because I, I didn't have the last word and I go to... So the helmet hits the hits the dressing room wall, the bat goes in the bag and I cross my arms and I'm sitting there watching my other mates batting well and then this lad's he's, dro- he's dropped one on the boundary and I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I've walked to the boundary and gone, maybe if, if you... And it was shit. <laughs> Maybe if you had a donut, you might have caught it. Like, what? what does that even mean? I know. And it, his his dad was the scorer, and he goes, "Oi, you two, cut it out." So a bloke maybe five years older than me has told me to cut it out, and I'm like, "What have I become?" Oh fuck! Fuck sledges are the best. though. some of the best. Like oh. the best times I had. But when I when I was younger, I used to take footy so serious, I would never mm. joke or anything. Mm. And then. I, Later in life, as I started doing stand-up and my back blew up, mm. any time I could get on the field, it was like a miracle. But I would just take the piss and yeah. just fucking just <laughs> rip cunts trying to stand up on the field, yeah. Yeah. which was awesome. But I borrowed um, Michael Voss and Brett Voss's sledge. You, you hear that one? Uh-huh. So I was playing against my brother. Great. Completely stole it from Michael Voss, but it was funny as fuck. I was at Kingsley. My brother was at Kingsway. My brother's a jet, like right un- unbelievably good. He's lining up from 55. My crowd's behind me, so I'm just on the boundary. He's lining up, and I go, um, my dad fucked your mum. My dad fucked your mum. And then the umpire's going, 250 metres. 
Jamie kicks a goal from the goal score. I'm like, that's my brother. His dad did fuck my mum. <laughs> and then the crowd just fucking got lost. lost it. It. Like the 50 metres and the goals like, gave it away. And the umpire goes, oh, if I hadn't known that, I wouldn't have paid 50. Oh, <laughs> like, but yeah, Michael Voss said that to Brett Voss. He goes, last night my dad fucked your mum. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so, but true so story, ump. True and the, story. man, the gingers cop it at footy as well. Yeah. Before I didn't, I really, when I was younger, I didn't know what sledging was. It was all like good sportsmanship and shit. But when mm. I started playing league, I found it so funny. There was a ranger guy having a shot and then someone's like, flame on, your hair's on fire, your <laughs> hair's on fire, stop. And I just so, found it so funny. <laughs> so so yeah. cheap though. Because, yeah. But you, you look at, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a broad generalisation, but it's better than just calling them rangers. Yeah. But you often find that the, the ginger crew, mm. because they're put under that kind of microscope mm. in school, they're hard as nails. They yeah, fucking yeah. are. They and are. it's been scientifically proven that yeah. if you've got ginger hair, you're more, you're tolerant, more to pain. tolerant to pain. There you go. Yeah. I'm good. Because Under for science. some reason, both my kids are ginger and I don't know why. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> the truth is, look at me. I, I, how? But, um, both our granddads are on my, my wife's mother's father's beard was ginger back in the day and yeah. same with my pop. So they've got to be mine. I hope they yeah. are. <laughs> um, but yeah, my my daughter's got a good pain threshold. She's already running 5Ks. I may have sucked some of the enjoyment out of her by being the <laughs> hockey dad. You've, you've got to push home hard, Grace. She goes, I just want to play Roblox, Dad. Go, I'll give you I'll give you 800 Robux. <laughs> so it's a no value for money now because yeah. I've just just upped the price. But my, my son... He's more geared like me. He's an idiot. He's like, grind me into the ground. I'll, I'll do it again. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. so there's there's your, the a, there's your AFL player. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that is going to be interesting for me. I've got a, a three-year-old daughter and I don't know how I'm going to raise her in regards to My dad was very hard mm. and very strict on us and I felt like I it gave me that sort of no one could upset me. If someone if a coach was hard on me, I'd, be, I'd just cop it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. sulk. I really enjoyed that sort of, but I also wish I had a little bit more empathy from my dad for for, for whatever reasons. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So I I like how I turned out because I'm able to sort of push through those hard times, and oh, I'm yeah. like, fuck, do I sort of do that with my daughter a little bit? But then I look at her and I'm like, oh, mm. come here, like oh, give me a cuddle when I fucking tell well, her. My off. dad wasn't even there, so I was <laughs> <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever was working. Was working. <laughs> Yeah, well, well. Combination. My, my yeah. dad was hard, but uh, never the, he's, yeah. I grew up in pubs. Yeah. So dad was always working the jump when I was between seven and 13. And apparently years later he told me the only reason I'd get a game for the Onkaparinga Bulldogs because we were major sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in your head. And it's like but he, he's very supportive. He comes to all my gigs, but it's, it is it is tough love and it's, yeah. it's that old school nature. There's And I'm only thinking of it last. Last night, there's been two times, but he he, he will he would fight to the death for me. Mm. But uh, it's come up twice under nines footy against Uradler, <laughs> Adelaide Hills team <laughs> under, the, nines. The, under nines, right? Uh, Matt Gilmore had his leg broken in the third quarter under nines. Yeah, yeah. The first quarter, Matt Gilmore broke his leg, so we're getting murdered. So I got kicked in the snout at the bottom of a pack. Yeah. Which I think's a bit dirty. Yeah. But so is punching a bloke in the balls. <laughs> so I punched him straight in the balls. Yeah. I got sent off under nines. Yeah. And, and it was right by the fence. So the whole crowd's jeering me. And my dad, got, he yelled at the crowd, goes, you bloody, stop it. That's my son. Come here. And he hugged me. I've gone, oh, that's bloody beautiful. <laughs> and so there was, there was that time, like, I knew he'd defend me to the end. And there's another time, 
I was uh, fast forward to my, my stand up career in Adelaide. We had about 500 people in to see Stephen K. Amos's chat show on a Sunday. Mm, I'm yep. his offsider. I'm thinking a big room. I'm going to run around. I'm going to climb the pylon. I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to be. I'm going to be high energy. Yep. And for some reason, the guy in the Sunday Mail, uh, one of our two papers, both Murdoch press. Yeah, um, of course. So, <laughs> same news. way. Yeah, yeah I'd like to Monop- claim fake news. Yep. But this Monopoly. guy really ripped into me. Yeah. And, I, you know, and you always find out through someone else that the press is out. My, yeah. my dad goes, come here, son. <laughs> Whoever this bloke is. <laughs> Did, and he's gone. Did you play sport against this? <laughs> because this is this is personal. Yeah, you punched oh, him in the balls when you were yeah, nine. He must be that guy from Uradler. <laughs> so it's like he's gone. Now nah, this has got to be personal. I was there. You, now look, you, you weren't that bad. <laughs> this is a personal attack because yeah. I got slated. He just yeah. he clearly didn't like me. Well, maybe if he had some more donuts, you might not have totally <laughs> passed them out. Please like me. I love bad reviews. Yeah. So I maybe think, we'll get onto your stand-up oh, stuff. So growing up in a pub did that did that influence your stand up well your dad sounds I, pretty funny I, I, so i guess and look um dad dad's side's really absurd and good public speakers yeah my my mum's side uh life life of the party clowns uh granddad was a sexophonist uh and so uh, saxophone yeah. i think yeah. meant like how good a fucking like a sexophonist <laughs> well he did have three kids yeah. so you know he got out and about but um so but then growing up in the pub the shit that i saw and we were near an army base so i yeah. saw a lot of shit early uh, um terrifying us I, I saw my first uh first girl on girl fight Terrifying. Oh, I thought I was, was going to go somewhere else, man. Oh, yeah. Girl on girl <laughs> fight. <laughs> and it was, I was never the same. Yeah. Um, terrifying. But no, I'd see brawls all the time. But, you, you know, the, that high, the, 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 the panic, the shrill, the, mm. the hair pulling, the name calling. Yeah. You know, they, they devastate each other for years. The blokes would smack the shit out of each other. Yeah. Oh, I can't get up. Oh, dude, don't ever say that about my dog again. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. something basic. But. Girls Don't ever write that review about, again. You, know, <laughs> you started. It must have been personal. But yeah, so the stuff I'd see going, like I see a bloke walking out with a dart in his arm, uh, <laughs> and I'd, I'd smoking see, darts and throwing yeah. them at him. <laughs> they're all like um, Royal Australian Motor Engineering Corp. All the Ramy guys would come and get the shits because I would. I'd knock off their top score on the coin operator video games. Uh, and then I'd, I'd, I'd hide under the pool table. They'd pull me out, hold me upside down by my legs. And you know, I've seen a lot yeah. early on. But yeah, so. Because um, for those listening, Mickey D is an absolute comedy lord, like one of my favourite comedians I've ever seen live oh, thanks, before mate. I met you. And I don't know if you heard the feedback for your clean comedy the other night. Right. Have you heard the. Johnny yeah. wrote a review and said it was terrible. <laughs> Johnny said, and Johnny's seen fucking a lot more comedy than I think Johnny most people. At, at the comedy lounge, yeah. Yeah. The owner. he said it was the best set he's ever seen in his life. Holy shit! It's um, huge, and it was clean. And a couple of the guys yeah. uh, behind the bar, as I because I came in and I I came up just after you'd you'd done that. Yeah, and I was just sitting at the back of the room, and I was you were emceeing the next show, um, and. 
couple of the guys that were like, were you guys here, were you here for Mickey's set before at the Clean Comedy? I was like, oh. no, nah, I just missed it. And they are like, mate, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Oh, it was not just Johnny. It was like three or four different people Holy specifically moly. came up to me. Did you see it? Mm. So, oh, that's cool. My, how did it I feel? A, I got a tap did it feel mark. good? It did feel good. Yeah. But it's, it's nice to – I got halfway through my Bachelor of Education, as we yep. were talking about in, in your awesome show yesterday, and we got another crack at that tonight. Can't wait. Yep. Mm. But um, So just knowing – uh, instead of putting pressure on myself to write new gear, I still turn over new stuff. But yeah. instead of that, I've been really working on my craft and trying to be an all rounder. Yeah, like I, I like love the cricket. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I can't I can't bat anymore. Yeah. I just I don't recover. But um, yeah, just trying to work on my craft and try to be a take pride in the fact that being able to drop me out of a plane. Mm. And I should be able to walk to the nearest, you know, populated center and be able to connect and yeah, do, do my it. thing. Yeah, because cool. it's I find it is hard to be funny while being clean. It's definitely a skill. Because mm. for whatever this, reason, though, if you if you you've got your opinions and your your views on something, you turn up to a dinner party. This is the mm. example I've been using recently. You turn up to a dinner party. You you're gonna cater. You want to be fed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You don't want to fuck them off in the, before they've served the <laughs> prawn cocktail, yeah. mate. Yeah. So you, you'd you pick the way you'd share so, your yeah, that makes life sense. story to them that way. So I'm like, okay. And it's never going to be the same twice. Yep. Because you're catering to a different audience, I guess. Yep. So, is it is yeah. it good? Does clean comedy encompass just swearing or is it themes as well yeah. again it depends because you can you can throw it out multi-level mm. you can go here's here's a joke for um here's a joke just for the parents here's a joke for the kids about the parents play them off each other you got yeah. you got a lot of dynamics you can dance with yeah but um yeah well, so you can infer stuff yeah um it's so funny at the moment um there's mick nevin great comic seasoned Played all the rooms that is done in Edinburgh, heaps of Melbournes, lots of Adelaides. Mm. His last five Perths, uh, great Aussie bloke, loves his sport, and he's he's come out with a character for the kids show called Pinger Man, <laughs> <laughs> and we nearly shat. <laughs> I'm on with him in about an hour from now. So what, is good. he just like acting off chop the whole time? Well, he, he could. I reckon he could dial it up a bit more, but it's so perfectly under the radar. He's got a fluorescent <laughs> headband and wristband. He's got a bum bag. And one of us said, why don't you do this? Because he goes, there ain't no party like a pinger man party. And he plays all these rock tracks and he's getting all the kids up and about. And it's, it's you know, it's vibrant. It's, Fuck. you know, it's visual. It's that. Yeah. But then... But then, to, so you see the parents kind of do a side glance at each other. And I didn't think I heard the MC right the first time. I've gone, did they just say fucking pinger man? This is going to be great. Yeah, that's sick. Um, and then yesterday, like he did a bit of crowd work and this was like, oh, good. He, yeah, he is. He is taking it that next step. Mm, and yeah. and it, it's cheeky, but it's, it's the parents. Yeah. Parents come out to see the show as well. I've gone, yeah. I paid for the tickets. Yeah. I want some stuff for me. Yeah. I just don't want to hear about Baby Shark the whole time. Yeah. Um, even though it's some good gear. <laughs> you know, a billion hits. Yeah. Got to be. Yeah. Um, but he's then going, boys and girls, whose parents have bad breath? Of course the kids are going to throw their parents on <laughs> Put their hands. He goes, well, I've got some mints. And he pulls some mints <laughs> yeah. out of his, oh, out of his bum so bag. Oh, that's so good. I was thinking that like, would be so good. Great. Yeah, so That would be, be like, tough, though. You like, should do a kids. few different ones. Like, these ones are stamped with, like, <laughs> oh. white. These are white Playboys. <laughs> those, Think of this. Those, these are, those mints are green bits. 
Mitsubishi. I think I seen, uh, it was it Rory Lowe and Colin Edsworth did a gig for underprivileged kids yesterday. Yeah, right. Uh, and I know. Maybe think, how do you perform to kids? Haven't like, they been through enough? <laughs> <laughs> Underprivileged gigs. Oh, that's great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you get, well, being a teacher, you figure it out pretty quickly where their level of sense of humour is. Mm. But also you realise how old you are because the disconnect is there. I'm oh, doing wow. jokes about Ninja Turtles. Okay. And they don't care. Like, they don't know. You're a dag. And, well, but they don't know even, what it is. It's not even the word dag. They've got a new word for dag yeah. and you think, oh, they, they like me. Like, okay. no, they yeah. just trashed you. Yeah, well, they, don't is, even, they don't know Ninja Turtles. They don't know The Simpsons. Like, they don't know the staples. Well, this will blow your mind a little bit. Uh, young Tig, who filmed us this morning, running around doing all that work yeah. with us. Okay, first thing that blows my mind, doesn't know who Prodigy are. Wow. I even played his the, the, the songs and oh, he was no. like, no, nah, I've never heard them. I'm like, mm. I've never heard of them. Um, and he was one year old when um, when September 11 happened. Wow. <laughs> Which fucking just blew my mind. He, he must be 20. He's 19 or 20. Yeah, yeah. Tw- yeah he's oh, he turning 20. Yeah. It just fucking blows my mind when you – he works with me like once a week. Yeah. He's sitting in here and to think that literally – when September 11, 9-11, when that happened, mm. it's in my mind. Uh, I can remember I remember it perfectly. when it, my mum woke me up and told me there was going to be World War Three. Yeah, I was watching mm-hmm. Rove. Daniel, wake up, there's World War Three. it's going to happen. I was like, Dig what the fuck? I was watching Rove Live. <laughs> it's filling with water. <laughs> I remember watching Rove Live. Yeah, right. And they stopped it halfway through and they'd cut Rove Live for the rest of the show and they put it on TV. Yeah. Where were you? Do you I remember? Was, yeah, I was on stage. Uh, oh. uh, it was a Tuesday night in, in Hopefully Adelaide. Hopefully not bombing on stage. <laughs> well, I was, you know what? I was going, I had a blinder. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like, Best day of my life. <laughs> it was because Justin Hamilton and I had just done the Edinburgh Festival. Yep. We'd come back. He convinced me I'd been in the UK for 18 months. He goes, look, come home. Yeah. Come home. It'd be good to have you back. Come mm-hmm. back for a bit and then you can go back. Do the fringe. So come back. Come back in after Edinburgh. So come back early September. Yeah, we'll do a show. Mm. Oh, didn't know it was going to be my fault. <laughs> um, and then um, go back next year. So great gig back is the hype of like he's back. Yeah, you know he's our, our, our favourite little lad. He's yep. back to do some tellies yarns yep. from overseas. Yep. Do the show, and then um, you could see the first one went in while I was on. So you see a pocket of people over the stage right ahead. You know they were talking. And then usually the, the gig on a Tuesday would kick on. We'd go to we'd go to Q, play some pool, mm. have a bit of a dance. Back in the day, a Tuesday would be a good night out. In yeah, right. And we just went home and watched it all on Craig Egan's big screen, and it was just like it's mm. the end of the world. Yeah, freaking out. Mm. People pulling cones, going, oh, <laughs> "That's this is this is it." That's how it felt. Dad, <laughs> Dad was like trying to make me watch it, and I wanted to go to bed. I just like no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Mm. But it, it just blows my mind. That little cunt was fucking this big. <laughs> yeah. He was fucking that big when that happened, and that just fucking it, mind fucks you. It mind fucks me. He was mm. he was half the size of the black box in the third plane. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, who knows what happened for real? Yeah, well, fuck. And then we went to school. I remember going to school the next day and fucking Osama, our like our friend. Friend, yeah, and. Straight you met away, a friend called Osama. Osama, yeah, yeah. And sucked we, being him. Yeah, no, but not after that day, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it became a thing. Like one of our real good friends is still good. It's, uh, you see him quite a bit, Imad yeah. Arabi. Like it was almost as if people were starting to look sideways. It was like an instant fucking. Yeah, like, and for thing. It, Imad's name, like one of my best mates from when I was nine or ten, his name is Imad Arabi. So it's I Mad 
Arab with an I. And if you take the eyes off, it's just Mad Arab. Mad Fantastic. Arab. And from from then, it just <laughs> Mad Arab. It was yeah. back in the day. Um, uh, his name's Sean Michaels. Uh, he he was a South Asian heartbreak lad. kid. Um, yeah. sa- South Asian lad. His nickname <laughs> at high school was Muslim. <laughs> what? what? Because he's uh, part Asian? Yeah, no, because he was from an Indian family, oh. a, a, a devout <laughs> Muslim family. And it, that was yeah, his nickname? His nickname at high school was, and play basketball, like, Muslim. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And, and then, and so, I'd, you know, play, Lebo would kick me the footy, yeah. and Muslim would set me up for a, a layup. And oh. old slanty eyes would finish it off. Because <laughs> we all know they can finish. You know, it's that. <laughs> Back in the day, it's like wow, yes, and it was so. it was mm. oh the, the good old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people when people were just people, yeah. and there were the labels and, and the stigma, uh, you know, yeah. shaping things, and then everyone's um, cancer yeah. culture. Cancel culture. Cancer. Right. Co- I said cancer culture. Yeah. Well, cancer culture is a little different. Cancel culture. Well, that's a good thing we can ask. I might bring mm. it up actually. So. A bit more about you, though. Yep. Um, you were doing – so we've done a teacher comedy night last night and you brought up on stage that you were studying to be a teacher. Yeah. Mm. And then what got you into stand-up first? What was your – did someone just go, oh, Mickey's pretty funny, we'll put him in, or did mm. you see a night? Yeah. Uh, first all stand-up when I was on a cruise when I was about eight. This right. This entered the talent show and it was just electric to see this room go nuts. And I saw the one bloke in a microphone doing that. Mm, yeah. It's crazy, wow. hey? Yeah. yeah. And and then I loved Rodney Rood. I yeah. saw Rodney Rood and I snuck in. It was a New Year's party at the Martloos down mm. the road from our house. They, they were a mechanic family and yeah. they put on a great New Year's party. And I sneak in the lounge room and watching, I think it might have been Frog Sack, one of Rood's greatest albums. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm As like, an eight-year-old. Look at this well guy. And Rodney Rood, you know, he'd, he'd do everything. Yeah. Like he'd, do, he'd do characters, he'd do props, he'd do songs. one-liners, songs, mm. and just not give a fuck. But um, And this particular thing I saw him do, he's come out and someone had made him a massive dick and balls. <laughs> and he just, <laughs> he's just walking and he goes, oh, love, oh. Oh, I've got something in my eye. Can you scratch it out? It's a hundred dollar note. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like this. So you can do whatever you want, you know, yeah, as long yeah. as it's funny. And I'm like, okay, to see that stuff then. And I'm like, okay. And then I went to heaps of different schools. My defense mechanism to stop me getting flogged yeah. would be be funny. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, you could be a comedian. I'd always watch the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala. Yeah. Year 11, year 12, I was writing, writing, writing. And then when formal lessons finished in year 12 in 97, uh, where I should have been studying for my exams, but I went to my first ever gig. Um, Adam Hills was hosting. And then Adam Hills ended up hosting my first uh, my first ever gig. Yeah. Really? Which was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I remember it was November 22nd. And uh, back in Adelaide at the time, they were redeveloping Rundle Street, which is now one of the, the major strips. During the fringe, it's absolutely pumping. Yeah, It's now a cinema, but the cinema is only, what, 25 years old, thereabouts. Back when it was a, a, um, a, a vacant lot, there was a bloke in a bird suit with a big 
pointy finger going going here. Yeah. And all the stoners knew, that's the Q-safe parking bird. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there having lunch that day and I'm blown away because it's Adam Hills has swung by and I'm, I'm working with Dave Williams who's looking at my diary that I've been writing gags in all year. He goes, this is good, this is good. You're going to do that tonight? I've gone, oh, do you reckon? He goes, yeah. <laughs> Adam, what do you think about this? And Adam starts reading my stuff and Adam looks up and sees this guy in a bird suit ride past on a mountain bike and Adam Hills goes, I'll be back in a minute. And we keep going. Adam Hills has gone up to this guy and goes, hey, tonight, I have to find out later, do you want to come on stage? I'll just bring you on. And the to to you go, or to the bird? To the bird. He's hooked, <laughs> he's hooked this guy in a bird suit up like a random gig. Yeah. And I, I'm sitting there um, and I'm really nervous. My first ever gig. And I'm like, fuck, I'm on next. And this prick's been heckling. And I, I, I've got my stuff. I don't know how to go off the rails yet. Yeah. It's my first ever gig. And this guy... Um, oh, my first ever proper gig in the club. I died on my ass at Maricel Riguard's 18th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I was always yeah. my, my schoolmates were there around the dance floor. Big yeah. comedy moat. Yeah, I, I should have known better. Yeah, schoolmates were there, but Maricel was half Filipino, half Belgian. The Belgians, oh, they love their comedy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the Filipino half are just looking at me like a, a cow looks at a car. <laughs> And so I died there. I, I died on a cruise, a staff cruise for my KFC employees. So yeah, yeah. I want to get this right. <laughs> and, and and this guy's heckling, and I know this prick. He's he's a he was a local photographer and a beat poet, and he it was also he felt comfortable enough in this venue to fuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh god, what am I going to say? Going to say yeah. something to him to shut him down? And I'm on next. And Adam Hills is going, let's get that clapping going. Please welcome to the stage. And I go to stand up. And he goes, the Q-safe parking bird. And I'm like, what? <laughs> a fucking guy in a bird suit just comes on stage, starts just pumping the sky like this. <laughs> the crowd, they're all stoned as fuck. Going, yeah. The and then just as it couldn't get any more fever pitch, the, the guy in the bird suit grabs the heckler and fucking punches him. <laughs> Right, because you, you know, if you're a mascot, you can do anything, right? You probably rob That's a servo. So sick. He's just he just hammered this guy, and then <laughs> then Adam Hill goes, "Now keep that going. It's his first ever gig. It's Mickey D. Come on!" And the heckler's head still on the table. And I do my set, and it was just like, wow. So that was. So from then on, you booked the you booked the bird to come with you for every gig. So expensive. He knew big bird. (laughs) Just standing over. So this is before uh, Sesame Beat, Spicks and Specks, and stuff like that. Was is that? Yeah. So Hilsey had just finished on SAFM in in Adelaide, and it was like he was looking at maybe uh, another contract, uh, but instead went over to Mm. uh, went over to London. Yeah. So based himself up there and blew up that next. He's done a few Edinburghs at that stage. The next year, he really blew up at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. Because just you know, he's Adam Hills. Very smart, hey. Real yeah, smart. So beautiful with his crowd work, open and um, inclusive, mm. funny. That always helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he he was really welcoming and supportive of me over there as well. I remember something you know. He said to me when I was there, I, and I was a bit gutted to begin with because I said, I, I want to be the next Adam Hills. Mm. And he goes, well, why don't you be the first Mickey, Mickey D? That's awesome. And I'm like, That's yeah. fucking amazing. I said, oh, thanks, man. I didn't, I didn't say thanks then. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. 
that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was, it was beautiful advice, you know. Mm. So I was, I was lucky to be around those kind of people. So Justin Hamilton and Lima were like my big brothers on the scene as well. And I picked up regular work every week in Adelaide because everyone else was out on the pingers. <laughs> Pinger man. Come Tuesday, ain't no party like a Pinger man party. But yeah, everyone on a Tuesday, that's – peak depression yeah, days yeah, yeah. Now Kill, on a bender, Tuesday. Yeah. you know but I'm like fucking even if I got on it I'd be like give me yeah yeah give me stage time yeah. so no yeah. matter you know no matter what the weather you got to turn up so right. yeah, yeah a bit of a we found out in the car a little bit of a full circle when I was 10 I went to Melbourne Comedy Festival <laughs> yeah and uh, I would have seen Mickey D without knowing it that's cool uh, yeah um so then after you started your first gig you start getting regular gigs mm-hmm. um and then you made your crust mainly in London, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I you got, decided to move or had somebody said, look, you're too good for Adelaide, time to move on or? Just the thought, let go of the rails. It's like if you want to be like anything, you want to you be the best, you yep. get yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I thought at that stage, the, the Premier League was yep. London. You know, yep. the, the, yeah. the, the calibre of comics, the volume of work. It was, you know, the US, you know, uh, LA and uh, New York and Chicago, uh, yep. Toronto, you know, all had their scenes, but they didn't have the, the diversity, so to speak. Yeah. So you, you know, thought you'd add some diversity <laughs> as a straight <laughs> white male? Just be another bloke from fucking Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, because, yeah, but playing, what I learned is London's not London. Do you mean the crowd diversity or the no, comic the, diversity? The yeah. So I, I'm seeing the best of the Canucks, the, the more switched on US comics that want to come out and, and try their craft yep. rather than you play to their own. Yep. And, um, you know, the best Kiwis. Like, mm. And how um, old were you when you went to London? I was uh, 20. I had my 20. Wow, so two years Edinburgh. of comedy. Yeah. And then you're yeah, like, let's so do it. Let's go out there and just take it. And I felt like minuscule out there. And that's the environment you need. That's the kind yeah. of pressure. I feel like I that's how I'd feel now if I was to go. Yeah. Like yeah. you just did it at a young age, which mm. is awesome. And, and before, uh, before the feel was, you know, the, before the career comic thing happened. Yeah. But it was like everyone were brawlers. Everyone were, you know, thugs. Not, not thugs, but you know. Yeah. A bit. Um, yeah, you had to. You had to kind of really dig out your stuff. And so, how were you working? Say, so I think you mentioned KFC. Mm-hmm. That was your crust. That was uh, yeah. How's this? I I went out and did Edinburgh as a recce. Yeah. And Hilsey helped me out. Um, uh, Michelle Buxton and Mary Tobin, who saw me in my first uh, Adelaide season, mm. introduced me to Karen Corrin at the Gilded Balloon, and they said this is this young Aussie boy is he won South Australian Raw, comes second uh, in the year you come along to yep. see Chris Franklin. Uh and next thing you know, I'm I'm on a show. Yeah, I'm on a show with uh, in Edinburgh. <laughs> in Edinburgh, yeah, it was a 9:30 show called Favor Festival Fever because they had a, a Canadian comedian Sean Cullen had to pull his run for family reasons. So they had this gap in the main room where wow. Late and Live happens before Late and Live. Yeah. So I was on with Ross Noble and uh, Russell Brand. Wow. The three Jesus. of us. What happened to those pricks? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wow. So yeah. and then the best thing about that is after the show, I get to sit in this this Holy Grail green room with the, the best. 
late night brawlers in the world yeah. would come in and I'd share. So I'd sit around for a bit, wouldn't outdo me welcome and yeah. just say hi. They go, oh, were you on the show before? I was like, yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah. And I remember the, the day I got the phone call, uh, oh, I got the nod from, um, you know, uh, Mar- Mary said, uh, Karen wants to speak to you. So, oh, Mary, anytime a Karen wants to speak to you as well, she's, <laughs> you know, she's the original no bullshit yeah. Karen. You know, yeah, all yeah, the other yeah. ones are just shit kickers. She's, she's oh, the Karen the OG. Karen. She's, yeah. she's the original gangster. She's almost Karen Karen. Oh, Karen Karen. She's yeah. brilliant. You don't fuck with a big Nordic woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's tall. She's an ex dancer. She'll crush you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, she's wonderful. So she's going, look, I got this shawl. No, I want you to go on and, and do your best. <laughs> and I'm like, Sounds like Johnny a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, good on her. It's like it's her polite way of saying, don't be Don't shaking. fuck up. <laughs> so I remember and this before in mobile phones and I had this 19-digit pin number that I had to remember to get my calling credit to ring back home. Oh, yes, I remember, remember them. Yeah, 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 on the card. Yeah. And then you little fuckers, with you could just text home. You could yeah. Snapchat home. Yeah, right? But yeah. I ring my dad and as I go in to go into this British telecom phone box, I kind of bumped shoulders with this bloke and I've gone, oh, sorry, mate. I was just, he goes, I go, you go first. He goes, oh, no bother, big man. I was just going in there for a pash. <laughs> <laughs> so I've used this bloke's toilet to ring my dad and say, Dad, I've got a big gig. I've got my first gig in Edinburgh. So it was, uh, and then that festival finished and I stayed on to experience Edinburgh. And the guy at the hostel who could have got me a job on the grass market in a pub. I grew up in pubs, so it wasn't didn't yeah. have any real kind of, you know, it didn't have any real novelty to me. Yeah. I should have gone though. Mm. I could have got a job at the cinema. I love films, free films. Yeah, and, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Get them in, and stand for two hours. Yeah. I ended up working at KFC again <laughs> <laughs> in Scotland, and that was fucking horrible. <laughs> Oh, Mickey, hurry up. It's like, no, 15-minute cycle on the computer's 15 minutes. Yeah. That chicken's, that we need it now. It's, gone, it's, not, <laughs> it's cooked. not cooked. I said we need that chicken now. I've gone, I'm not going to serve this stuff up. He's yeah. gone, Mickey. I'm getting yelled at. And I remember so from August that year to – December, I was just I was on like four pounds an hour, and I had a goal saving up my money. I was going to go to New York and do my gigs there, which I ended up doing. But at December, I was just depressed and just yeah. uh, Hill- oh, so you were Scottish <laughs> <laughs> completely. The complexion changed and everything. Adam Hills has come back to do a run of gigs at the the stand there in Edinburgh, and yep. he found out through the grapevine at KFC. So he's coming to surprise me. Awesome! And he, there he is in the front, and I'm looking over the the polished kind of aluminium benches, going, "That's Adam Hills." And I just went, "Oh, thank God, a familiar face, yeah. one of my own." Because none of them knew I was a comedian when I told them I'm quitting because I'm going to New York to do comedy. They go, "What? But you're not funny." <laughs> <laughs> not to you, Mungle. So I've gone out, I've just taken my apron off, I've gone and give Hilsey a big hug in the middle of the restaurant as he's lining up for his bucket. I don't think he, he just come to see me. And then the manager goes, Mickey, get back here now. <laughs> and I felt like really much, and Adam looked at me and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I guess you got to go, mate. And I go back into the kitchen and the manager starts tearing shit. He goes, what are you <laughs> all about? What are you all about? And I... I go like this, I'm like, what 
what are you all about? That's that's Adam Hill. He's coming to visit me. That's right. And, I was, and so it's I, like the donut I, man all over again. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm quitting in three minutes. So I know what I'll do. When I quit, I'm gonna I'm gonna. They need the scraper. They need this. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking hide it. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, that's my industrial espionage. Yeah. This will fucking cripple them. So yeah. I, I hid the scraper. I hid the the scrubbing brush so they couldn't clean. They couldn't <laughs> clean the fryers properly. That was my probably final make the move. chicken taste better. Still you probably. Know what I mean? And yeah. yeah, now they're rated number one <laughs> in all of Scotland. How much money did you go over there with? Were you uh, sponsored to go? Like when you did Edinburgh, did they look after you or did you um, have to go your own way? No, that year, no, because uh, no, it was all on my own steam. So yep. I saved up. I went over there. I did my recce uh, and then um, I stayed on. I went to New York th- that following January, then come back to the UK, started playing cricket for a Scottish club. I lived in Edinburgh the whole year leading up. Mm. I worked in a youth hostel, uh, two hours work would give you one night's accommodation. I had enough credits in the bank yep. that I, I could afford to put me and Justin Hamilton up for our entire Edinburgh season. Awesome. And we did a two-handed together Sick. and got shit-canned in our review. <laughs> <laughs> Bad <laughs> review, <laughs> mate. Did your dad read it? Yeah, well, like, it's bloody personal. But yeah, we left ourselves wide open. We called our show The Indescribables. And what he goes, uh, the first line went, Indescribables. Well, why don't we try pedestrian middle of the road comedy? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't as that wasn't as hard as they made out to seem. And they're like, ooh. Fuck. And so when I uh, fast forward years later, when I did the SAS show, yep. right? So I'm, I'm being interrogated by these special forces guys yep. for Channel Four UK TV. Uh, Is I'm that like, because you'd made it pretty big by then well, he's, in England? He, well, not really. I got in, I got, it, I, it was just a general public show. They saw, well, come, it wasn't for my comedic chops. Okay. It's because uh, off the back of a five-day uh, stage race, the medic who saw what I could do had contacts with oh, wow. the production company, said, you need to give this guy a look in. 40,000 applicants wow. went down to 400. Fuck. I, I interviewed well on the Skype call with the production team, passed the fitness test, which were fucking brutal. I was vomiting in the car park afterwards because they gave everything. And then I get there, um, these guys sandbagged my head, marched <laughs> me around, got my heart rate up, disorientate Fuck. you, bang, you're in this... Uh, interrogation room bag comes off my head and you've got to be alert you've got to be and I look on I'm looking around I see their faces two hard special forces guys and I look down on a bit of A4 paper on their desk and I I remember seeing the banner of the website from that review, I've gone, those fuckers have got the review. They're going to get in my head about that fucking Edinburgh review. I'm like, can I not Escape get away me. from that? And, it, you know, and, and partly, that's Hamilton's fault as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you not know, what they want. They don't you want know, you throwing your teammate under maybe, the bus. <laughs> but who was pedestrian? Who was middle of the road? Yeah. Either. <laughs> but it's like, fuck, these guys are... It, and did they go to town on you with it? Thankfully, no. They, I had, they had it there. Maybe they had it on display just to, just to put fuck the wind with up me. But yeah. the thing, bag comes off my head. They've gone. So you're a comedian. I've gone. Yes, staff. And they go. Well, tell us a joke then. And, it's the worst, uh, isn't it? Oh, mate, the fucking Uber driver did it to me last oh. night. And I'm like, so my go-to when someone's, I didn't do this one 
uh, for special forces guys. My go-to throwaway if someone asks me that, I go, "What do you call? What do you call someone with a stick up their ass?" Right. You call them an ambulance. See you later, mate. Five stars. <laughs> Could be Cameron <laughs> Branch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good posture. I thought he had good yeah. posture. <laughs> um, so Classic. they've gone, uh, tell us a joke. And I've gone, I knew that there were, I knew it was coming. Whatever I did. That was it, indescribable. It, it, could, it could have been the. It, it could have been uh, My Dog Has No Nose, the yeah. greatest joke in history. Yeah, I haven't Monty, heard it. Monty, oh, uh, my Dog Has No Nose. No, I haven't watched any Monty how, Python. How, I'm, I'm, how does he smell? I'm uncultured. How uh, does he smell? Great. Fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, that, that's, you know, so that's the old Monty Python yeah. joke, the greatest joke in the world. But it doesn't matter what I was going to do. They're always going to go, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've had sex before. I've had that said to me. Yeah. You just uh, <laughs> you go, well, look, I tried. Yeah. Um, so I I do the – it come out different in the edit. Mm. Um, it come out different. They just in the, they missed I've the whole gone, setup. <laughs> well, no, they, they've, they actually made me look better. Oh, wow. everyone who saw the edit wrote me, hey, fucking great joke. <laughs> <laughs> great, great joke. You just, showed them. Just like, dubbed you. You're not oh, even talking about yeah, they, they, that's Chris Rock. Yeah. You know, so it was like the intro to the joke is, uh, you know, because it's funny because it, it looked funny on the show because two guys in a fucking interrogation chamber and me, and I've gone, I'm from Adelaide. This is a big gig for me. <laughs> and so it looked really that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it looked, and thankfully, good on, uh, good on Minnow Productions for making me look slick and off the top of my head. Because the, but then I tried to do a gag. It's like, um, and it's not a bad joke. It's like, I'm from Adelaide. You know, and more often than not, it's like look out in the audience, and it's like went to school with that person, yeah. had a fight with that person, I fucked that person, yeah. and it's the same person. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke, yes. and I'm and but of course they were going to staunch me out, and then they go, "Is that it?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, classic. <laughs> and I think they did the they did the same to Merrick Watts. Yeah, in, they in did the, in the celebrity season. Yeah. Meza did so fucking well. Unbelievable. You see him. In the zone, I'm not going to take anything away from the ce- the celebrity edition. Yeah. But the way that's geared is they're getting. We want to know about the celebrities. Yeah. We want we want to hear the backstory. We want to really be rooting for these people. Yeah. The first series that I did, they didn't give a shit about us. They were yeah. like, "Can these civvy pricks? Yeah. Do what it takes to go through. Was that the first the ever SAS one? Yes. Yeah, so oh, I've watched series, that. Series yeah, I have to one. rewatch it. It's which, on Seven Mate just now. You sick. We uh, repackages it in Australia as SAS UK. How long okay. ago was that? That was a long time ago, wasn't 2015. it? 2015. Yeah. So okay. I remember watching it on Foxtel. Right. I loved it. Mate, yeah. and it was sounds strange. It was the best holiday I ever had. Yeah. Because there's a money you can't buy experience. Yeah, yeah. And so well, for someone who loves. Pushing themselves and oh, testing mate, themselves. Oh, mate, it was great. Yeah. And there was one moment where I've gone, I'm about to die. <laughs> uh, and it's like they push you to failure and they want to see where you're at. Yeah. So I just keep banging it out, banging it out. I know because it's on production, they're not, we're not going to, they're not going to let us yeah. fucking die. 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 Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then I get a tap on the shoulder and I'm like, that's me out. They've gone, you know, they were culling people that day. It was yeah. the sickener. What they try to do is they run you for four hours, say, all right, that'll do. Go and get some breakfast in you, two spoons in. Get the fuck out of here now. 
again. And whoever got them da- got the brekkie down, I'm uh, yeah. vomiting it up in 15 minutes because mm. they run you for second and third time until six And we were complaining about this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were. Those yeah. stairs sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I get the tap on the shoulder. I've gone, okay, well, look, I made, I made three days. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was production. Uh, Michael, we've got to change your battery pack. I've got you fucking doing it. <laughs> oh, so you could... Yeah, so they my nice. my microphone yeah. needed new batteries. And Did that mean so that you didn't get didn't have to run as much? It means I get no because we're all doing uh, push ups to fail. Yeah, and I don't have much upper body. Yeah, um, and so I got a chance to get the heart rate back down. Yeah, and I remember there's this Welsh guy who worked for me. He's gone, you're doing really well <laughs> because that's the other thing. First series, uh, no positive reinforcement from the, from the, the drill DS, sergeant. Yeah, uh, and because you have to be self-motivating, they're mm-hmm. not giving you any clues. They mm. just flog you, mm. and they're saying stuff like this to us, guys. We can do this all day. All it takes, if you want this to end, is just quit. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we can keep doing this, and because everyone, every the mentality is, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not fucking quitting. Yeah. And but the good thing is, the, and no one wanted to be the first to quit. And, but everyone really relaxed because this poor lad, he was a Air Force cadet, fit. He's he's known all about it. He just cooked himself. Mm. Even before we put on the uh, 20, I think the first pack run, nine miles, 15K was 20 kilo pack, mm. uh, nine mile run. Just as we're weighing the bags and just being there on time and stuff, he just had a panic attack. Really? Oh. And everyone went, good. <laughs> Someone's, Someone's done. Out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not the duck. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was brutal, but exciting. Mm. Mm. Oh, I like that. I think. Uh, I'm not sure. That, I like testing myself. I like pushing myself, but that sounds pretty fucking intense. But you, you were great, and you bound us together today with the teamwork. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. what? What really That's that footy gelled, stuff coming through? You know what I mean? And that mm. gelled us together there because as they were breaking us down, and then. If you know, they'd say the only hint we got was like, it's a steep learning curve from here. If you're still here, it's going to ramp up. Mm-hmm. And then we thought, okay, with well, the only way we can, they try to turn us against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, hang on, how's the SAS work? They work together, they don't leave anyone behind. Yeah. Uh, so the only way we're going to get through the later stages, because I got down to the last 10, mm-hmm. like day six and a half. Uh, and it's like we need each other now. Yeah, and that's what they're that's what they're I've, training. I've always thought that's the most important thing: getting around each other, mm. and that is that footy boy mentality. But it's yeah. still like a, it's still not commonly done. Like it takes a bit. Um, I was, I was fortunate. Enough some people to are just, natural, and sometimes yeah, you have to work on it. You could hear me like well, we're doing our I guess our straight away our first run down the thing. I like talking. I like keep keeping that sort of vibe going. Mm. Keeps me distracted as well. Mm. I find, mm. but you got to get each other through it. You got to go. Keep going, lads. It's funny you because still do it and- <clears throat> you've gone from that SAS, which is a team mentality. How do you find comedy? Like when you were coming through, did you have like, not a team, but did you have mates that would support each other or was it every man for himself? Because when I first started, we were talking in the car on the way mm-hmm. here, it was a fucking, the scene was horrendous. No, everyone had this notion in their head, I, I just from my experience, mm-hmm. and again, I was an open micer, but you know, yep. different, different scene, that... Oh, only one person can make it. There's just one spot and everyone else, nah, there's like one. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. And if someone else is going to make it, they're not taking my spot. Like, there's going to be lots of spots. If you work hard enough and you get good enough Mm -hmm. and you're good enough, then everyone can make it. Mm. But back then it was like, 
bitching. I used to say the scene was like high school fucking girls. Yeah. Like, and that's just as a just guys and girls. It even still is a little bit, but we found like a lot of those people get weeded out, much like the SAS training stuff, I guess. But it was um, now we've got a bit better with Pinder, Wolfie. Now Buddha's just started. Brian Shields and made a mind. Like everyone's positive. We're trying to help each other, support yeah. each other which is a big shift. Even Emo and Joe White, everyone's yeah. more positive. The motherhood girls, so these are all Perth, yeah, yeah, no, Perth no, crew, no. and they're all we're all really supportive. We try to help each other, and it's not like, oh, why are they getting that spot? Like, every now and again, you might be like, fuck, I should be emceeing, I should headline that. Yeah. And if someone else does, it's not like, fuck them. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'll work harder next time. It's mm. funny, isn't it? Because The culture's changing. What was it and, like and yeah, the, for you? The shifted thinking, well, I had some great support, and without that, uh, and now I'm I'm paying it forward because I was really well looked after. But yeah. it's funny the way you describe that as well because if you have that s- singular approach, the me, 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 mm. instead of the team, who suffers the most is the audience. Yeah. They're not even thinking about the audience. No. They're mm. seeing, they're mm. seeing a, you know, a, a kind <clears throat> of, they're not seeing um, anything other than a self-serving yeah. artist in training. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it needs to be all about the audience who's, yeah. who's different. And if if you're watching the other comic and seeing if even if they fell short, you're going, okay, why do they fall short? What can I bring after that to either mop up or add to it? Can yes. I can I pivot off what's just happened there? Mm. So I think it's really important to, you know, bring that team aspect because not that the audience is the enemy, even yeah. though it's funny, it was like, I killed tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you know, it's their night out. Don't kill them. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's that thing, um, yeah, you've got to put the, the audience first yeah. and you've got you've got a team and you should, um, even though we're, we're always running to the next gig here because there's just the yeah. lack of... Um, the acts at the moment. Lack of yeah. acts to... It's really unique at the moment, but I think it's really important to... Stick around, especially if you're coming up the ranks. Stick around and watch the headliner. Yeah, for mm. sure. Uh, or and in the headliner, you get there, you know, get there early. Watch what's already happened. Yeah. And someone else has given us that advice on the potty. Oh, yeah? I feel like John Pinder said that you got to watch the best. You got to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to. I like. I mean, right and wrong and, yeah, and learn. I was a piece of shit in London for. I'd say maybe 60% of my time out there. And some yeah. of my London buddies would just go, mate, look, more like 80. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everyone was so kind and supportive. I had big brothers. I'd call them my brothers now. Yep. Glenn Wall, uh, Brendan Burns. Burnsy really helped me. Yep. Uh, wonderful bloke. So, so giving. So, another guy I met when I was 10. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Crazy. See, and that's yep. life changing to yep. see, like, when I saw him at uh, his full, well, he's not full power, but the heat he had around him in 2002, yep. 2001, 2002 in Edinburgh, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. This is the way he c- could command an audience and that, that swagger yep. he had. And now people have a little bit more humility now because someone would have a camera phone going, look at this wanker yeah, yeah. between gigs. You, mm, you know, yeah. but, no, but that's how you live then. You were, you're larger than life and it was just seeing those acts and watching them. Like I saw Russell Peters doing 20 at, uh, at Late and Live and it was funny because years later he's here doing his stadium tour Yeah, and I see him go, hey, and I didn't, I thought, don't ask him. Have him ask you. Mm. Do you remember me? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I just said, hey, uh, late in life 2002, you're doing the uh, you're doing the penguin bit. And he goes, no way, fuck. 
forgot that bit. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. I've gone, mate, yeah. And I just so you know, you come up the ranks in London with my with my brothers. Yeah. Mm. Um, bang. So then there's that understanding. Yeah. And I said, hey, Arge is on. Is the lineup of all lineups. I had Arge, um, Peter Hellier, Dave Hughes. Um, was that here at the lounge? It was here at the lounge. I missed yeah. it because I was doing my oh, fucking right. fuming on that. So the famous night. Yeah. So yeah. I, ha- yeah. I had. They've still got a photo of the. The set list. Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I, I've gone, okay, how are we going to get Russell? And I've gone, just settle down. <laughs> comics are comics. FOMO is the thing. And, yeah. I, and like, you know, he's playing, what's the, what's the it arena? It was RAC Arena. RAC 7000 on a, yep. on a I Thursday. Went and saw it. It's only a fucking. Right. So Friday night, he's, he's done his, he's done his show and he's hanging around. Uh, and I'm like, he's going to ask. <laughs> and then he pops back in. He sees that the show's red hot because mm. the lounge is the best. Yeah. Um, and the host's pretty good as well. Yeah. Mickey D like that. Yeah. Got to give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. So Russell. Because he Russell punches Peters, the audience uh, in the balls, is there? Totally. <laughs> My dad's there. Yeah. He will back me. So Russell Pease is coming. He goes, yeah, can I get on? And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. And he's going, Johnny must have been fucking just rigid that <laughs> night. Absolute rigid. It was it was pretty sweet. And he's gone. And I said, look, all right. And with a wink in my eye. It's, You're going to have five. <laughs> one better. He goes, how long do you want me to do? And I go, Three? <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even give him five and then look at his eye. And I've gone, I'm fucking joking, mate. Right. Just thanks for coming on. And yeah. he, he goes out and, you know, he, he's it's fucking Russell Peters. What did he end up, how many, how long did he end up doing? Oh, seven. 20? Seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, a real gentleman. Cause well, he actually, grew, yeah. Cause he grew was... up in the clubs and he's got that respect. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah, he, team player. It would have been a great green room to fucking be in that night, wouldn't yeah. it? Well, it just depends because... Oh, we had two. We had his two heavies on the door, oh. so no one would get through. Yeah, they they set. So he he tours with his his brothers. He's offsider. They write together. Yeah, they, they travel together. Wasn't his brother and a he, boxer or something like that? Uh, I remember listening. Or he was mates with. I'm not sure, but yeah. he, he definitely had a couple of boxers with him. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. And so they it was weird. They just sat either side of the green room door at the lounge. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, wow, this was pretty funny. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. comedy is a team sport in that aspect. And again, we we're speaking about it earlier that. I didn't realize how rude it was to go over your time when mm. I first started, and it's it's a pretty much a cardinal sin, especially yeah, made, for a booker. Made that error at a gig. For That's my when I quit footy, comedy. Yeah. My footy club. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, was that the, the that night? Was the that was the did, night. So he told me about this in the car. How did he go? He said he killed. Was he crushing? He was doing well, yeah. Great. Well, um, then that's I, the thing. I, you're young and fuck, you're crushing. I was, I was pretty drunk. You're I got gonna, up that night. You're not yeah. going to stop, are you? Nah. Well, yeah. That's the first I time I ever got up as well. Yeah. That same gig, but I didn't do. Then you get your dick out. N- maybe. Hopefully did I? It, did I? Yeah. Hopefully well, I'll fuck, I don't yeah. remember. That's got to be a closer. You can't yeah. follow your own dick. <laughs> <laughs> whether it's, whether it's that, a great as, dick. Put or that or on the Hallmark yeah, card, yeah, eh? Exactly. You can't follow Especially your own mine. Dick. But it was my uh, the footy club that I played at. So mine was more just roasting the players. It yeah, wasn't yeah, stand up. But um, uh, yeah. But I remember going back into the room after just to say good day because I felt like, yeah, I'm one of the comedians now. Sick. Yeah. And then you were like, like yeah. Broken, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck? You did so well, man!" And you're like, "No, man." It's weird because yeah, people yeah. then and there the, was people shit then going put on. their stuff on you. It's it's and whoever really the headliner weird. was, I can't remember. He was, I think, Cam McLaren. No, it was someone else. It was like Colin. someone from like Adelaide or someone from someone had flown in for this one. He was the oh, one. What was it, Ben Darso? Perhaps Could have been whoever him. it was, I can't remember for the life of me. 
fucking bombed and it got to that point where he had like a 15 minutes and it got to about five minutes in he went you're clearly not on board so I'm done <laughs> yeah and finished there you go do you I've, ever do that or oh, do you fight I've, through I've, it I've seen it happen I no one was on board he was yeah. really funny as well whoever it was I can't for the life of, I remember going him. this guy's fucking really good and yeah. no one's laughing what the fuck but everyone was so drunk it got into, it was too late in the night yeah. it takes it's a footy it's, function it takes a, a level of self respect see I'm I'm a people pleaser I'll make it my mission to try and make the relief teacher laugh or the you yeah. know back in the day it'd be you know just that's just the way I'm wired mm-hmm. but I've seen people that value themselves and good on them too mm-hmm. sometimes if they know what works and they've tried to reconnect and made the decision I've seen it in Maidstone in Kent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Mandra on a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because this is what kept me alive when I was in the UK early on. This gig was so unplayable, everyone was cancelling. It was a Thursday night in Maidstone and I found a way I could jump the barrier at my local train station, get there for free <laughs> and I get a lift home with one of the headliners of the acts. Yeah. Within a month, I've done every slot on the bill. Yep. I've emceed. At I've this opened, place? I've middled. Yeah. And I've headlined because everyone's pulling out. Yeah. Yep. And I remember this one night I'm emceeing and they're horrible. They're, oh, how yeah. can you be that coked up on a Thursday? <laughs> Good <laughs> yeah. on them. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's Mickey um, Mickey Flanagan. Really? Incredible comic. Hmm. And he's done his thing. He goes, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked off. <laughs> and, he's, and he's come back through. You know when you, you're emceeing, you're hosting a gig, and you hear a big round of applause. It's not a round of applause off the back of a punchline. It's like, fuck, have they wrapped up? Oh fuck, they've wrapped up. And yeah. then you're up as the host, and you're back through the door. Mickey's come back. He's got nah, don't. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. And I walk back out and go, well, you've. Uh, <laughs> You know what? You, you broke have, him. You know what? We're here for comedy. You ever think? And I said to the audience, a school teacher, you ever think about what you're here for? <laughs> and I went back in. I've gone, what about your guts? That's so fucking was, But you mad. never pack it in. You just keep going I, until. I will I will go Michael Atherton. I will yeah. I will bat. Yeah, he's the best thing. There's, there's no. Oh, yeah, or Mr. Cricket. I yeah. will just see it, see it through for as long as possible. There's been a couple of times. Uh, H- Hamilton's been at a couple of these. It was great. So kind of like what you were saying before, how you went too long. Yep. I learned through my big brother Hamilton. He, I was emceeing the Rhino Room, the original Rhino Room, early days, mm-hmm. and I did 17 minutes as the MC, which is all right. It's a bit long off the top. Yep. yep. It's definitely too long between the first and second. Act. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I was crushing as yeah. much as you can. It, what a crush means to you when you're that early yeah. on. Yeah. So that's that's I, exactly the same time I did. You know Seventeen. I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the sweet spot. Yeah. Right? So I've I've got the second act on like a good MC. Yeah. At least I brought him on. Yeah. And then Hamilton comes up to me. He goes, "Okay, so uh, maybe." If you're going to do that, maybe I don't need to be here. Yeah. And I, I played dumb. I've gone, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, great, I can do Two more. 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he he reined me in that night. He goes, no, you've got – your job is to facilitate – the show for the audience. You need. You don't want to. You don't want to make it hard for the next act and whatnot. Yeah. And then a few months later, we're doing a gig at Adelaide Uni, and we're thick as thieves. You know, big brother, little brother scenario. You, you know, the the cl- we've done stuff on stage together, and our mantra was, uh, he'd say, just the Canadian it, and that was our code word for listening to each other because the three Canadians were phenomenal and the way they do their thing so well, give each other space 
Don't tread on what they're saying. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Wait. And there's three of you. The very, punchline will make itself. They're very polite. Yeah. No, <laughs> these, these guys back in the day. So if you um, get on YouTube and have a look up the, the three Canadians, they were an Aussie institution. They come out of the uh, the I think it was. Can't remember the name of the Loose Moose Improv School. Okay. okay, and they were some of the founding fathers, and all the boys that come out of Loose Moose come to the Aussie festivals back in the late nineties were incredible. Yeah. So Hamilton and I were, you know, we knew each other back to front, and this gig at Adelaide Uni was unplayable. I've lost it. I'm like, how old was I? Nineteen, and I, I called him a pack of cunts. Yeah. I go, you know what? You you guys are a pack of cunts. <laughs> and Hamilton back in Nashville. I guess. Well, I hope you're happy. He used to be a nice kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, a few t- it was like me getting hit by that cricket ball again. Oh. It got under my skin, and yeah. I I lost I lost my cool. Yeah, well, that's one. That's a one time that comedy is like a team sport, and that's what I've learnt. When I've and I used to hate emceeing, mm-hmm. like now I love it. It's- um, but you got to take the bullets. You got to sacrifice yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you have to step it up if someone bombs or you're cleaning up, like you said. A lot of people make. Well, so how long it would ends you? Ends up being better because less is more. Like you want to do more time, yeah. but as an MC, the crowd it's consistently fair. will come up and go, "Oh, you was great. I wish I could see more of you." But that's only because you did your I job. Did my time. Did yeah. my job. But as an MC, up. what do you get? Ten at the start. Depends. Usually? Five to five ten. Five to ten, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you've got your little minute in between, or minute or two minutes. Depends. I yeah. I mean, as you get. Better at emceeing, I think. If someone crushes, I just bring the next guy straight on. I don't yeah, this guy's a fucking yeah. Okay, I'll just read read the people have different things. What do you do? Do you reset my, or do you? Depends what's needed. My yeah. late shows become a sliding scale. It used to be, now it's like I've been saying to the comedians, yeah, come on and do fifteen, uh, and we'll keep this a two hour show. Yeah, and now I, now I get my show manager to say, look, just seven. Yeah, because <laughs> if I say seven, they've gone. Oh, so you're gonna do the whole show? Well, it's my show. Yeah, yeah. It's not do what you want. And, and, it's a, it's a bit cheeky, but you anchor the show. Yeah. Um, they're not just coming to see me. They're seeing the best acts that I can get. And, yeah. and I say to the acts who want to play my late show, don't come and showcase to try and sell tickets to your fringe show. Come and have some fun. Yeah. Show, yeah, show these people the you in your element. Yeah. And that will sell more tickets than you going, yeah, 100%. here's my flyer. They want to see you at your best. And I'm going to set up a room so you can be yourself and have some fun. Yeah. And well, then we it, all win. It's funny you mentioned that. That is not about you. But, but when I first saw Fat Cave, the only person I remembered was you. Yeah, right. You know, it's probably because you're having... Russell Peters. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're having fun. I remember you doing a, a, a junkie on like a T-Rex like with your jaw, <laughs> like going to a petrol station or something. Oh, I was like, dude. fuck, that was hilarious. You just but had some fun. It's, yeah, so... It's the less is more thing. Depending on what's needed between acts. And I found yeah. this is... And it's... I don't think it's cunty. Um, I've said the C word a lot on the pod. Sorry, lads. It doesn't matter. Oh, um, fuck. Don't hate, worry. Swear as no, much as you want. No, <laughs> hate to make a cunt myself. What's <laughs> wrong but, with the word cunt? No, yeah. the, so what I made a promise to myself one year is to respect my audience uh, and not lie to them after someone bombs. Yeah. Someone yeah. bombs, let them know that I know as well. Because I'm driving the show. I told them off the top, it's going to be an awesome night. Mm. Yeah. We've, I've hand-picked all these acts. They're going to be great. I set the show up. But I don't even waste jokes off the top of the show. Just hype. Yeah. Bit of crowd work. Uh, maybe like a chat show host would do not a monologue, but some some kind of current affairs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. What's bang, going on? Get and then put a really strong act on first. Yeah. So the people go, right, yeah. good. We're set uh, for a good night. Yeah. And there's the caliber. And if someone 
Doesn't bring it. Someone bring it. I'll throw them under the bus and I'll tell them. Yeah. Have yeah. fun, but if you stink up the, the show. I'm coming I'm, at you. I, yeah, I'm going to throw you under the bus. That's always a hard one Who? as well if they're your mate and they don't do well. Yeah. Like, even if they're new, I find if they're new and they don't do well, I'm like, fuck. But then I'm like, fuck it, man. you got to cut your teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, cunts would do it to me. They're like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck was that? And yeah. You know? Reuven did it at the Universal Bar the other night. <laughs> just sort of, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the, the um, lady who was on prior to him but she didn't do very well she's obviously a pretty good stand-up but oh, she didn't I won't say I know who it is I she didn't do it. very well um, and the crowd were letting her know and then Ruben's <laughs> just gotten up and goes what the fuck was that <laughs> like, oh wow what the fuck just happened yeah. alright let's start again like yeah. but it was funny like right. he did it with a smile like he could, he'd been it. talking yeah. to her prior they were mates like it was okay it wasn't a like an arsehole mm. thing, but you just got to... Again, that's a, that's the team element. Like yeah. if someone doesn't have a good game, yeah. you're not going to wrap them up in cotton wool. You go, you've had a shocker. Yeah. And and then you come back and you grow from that. That's yeah. why I'm I'm so grateful to have people like Delby, Pinder, Wolfie and stuff. Well, compared to Mickey, uh, I'm nothing, man. Yeah, but like, around me... like most comics, I'm nothing. But giving me advice like instantly about mm-hmm. what what's going on. I've only done, what, four? Mm. Four gigs, four, right. four spots. Um, and... Uh, even after the X-Mouth gig, I think Delby was like, yeah, he did really well, but straight away said, drop that last joke. It was shit. Just and, blatantly honest. You, didn't, you wouldn't have taken it personally. Nah, he was just up, like fucking telling me. you under coaches. You know that it's an opportunity to grow. Yeah. Um, Amos Gill is an absolute legend. Mm. Uh, great comic, excellent writing brain, charismatic, uh, but one of his strongest weapons is he, he grew up uh, as a footballer. Yeah. yeah, and he's been coached. He's been flogged before, and it's not a personal attack. Nah, it's it's an opportunity to grow. And I grow. love watching him. Uh, and, and then making sure I'm there at the end of his show because the timings work here in Perth. Yeah, and I'll come in and pr- pretend I saw a bit and go mm. just to. Just <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves it too. I go, oh fuck hell, mate. Yeah. And then just do little things like this. I love saying this comics. How did you think it went? Yeah. <laughs> or this one. How, how did your speech go tonight? That's, that's how a, did your little speech go? Yeah. That's, that's one we can use for the skit that we get. Yeah. do. What you don't say to comics after, after this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you hate when? What do you hate people saying to you after a gig? Could be a comic or the crowd member. Well, What's the I'm worst just one? At my own show, yeah. which is you know it's an international cult late show, someone goes, "You should have been one of the acts, mate." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. I've got, you I, were. I, I, I get, why aren't you one of the comedians? <laughs> That's so You've good. You've done the job oh, so well. Oh, God. Just, <laughs> so oh, look, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. But then I sometimes I have to explain it to him. It's like, look, I, I just did an air. I just, I go, well, I'm more not, than everyone I'm not, else. I don't, I'm not one of the comedians because I've chosen to, I, I get more stage time this way. So yeah. maybe one day I can be one of the comedians, <laughs> but I just like getting as much practice as possible. <laughs> As the in-between guy. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, it, was, it was a night uh, about a month ago, Tuffley was on and Tuffley just crushed. He had one of those nights where he absolutely killed. And one of the other ones, for the life of me, I can't remember, one of the other comedians who was on standing right next to him and every single person went right past him straight to Tuffley. <laughs> Great show tonight and then just fucking walked oh, away. Yeah. We love that one. Yeah, yeah, oh, past, yeah. yeah past three people. Uh, Thomas Green, amazing comic. Yeah. Adelaide boy. Now out in the UK, we were talking about this last no, night. No, he's back. Yeah, he's yeah. here. Yeah, he's yeah, back. Yeah. He put himself through quarantine to be here. So that's the level of commitment he's prepared to do for his art. Oh. And he's he's excellent. Oh, get, get I've seen him the other night and he Great. is 
fucking incredible. So, so was, giving, oh. so genuine, and so easy to fuck with. It's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always wind him up because we're old mates. But um, we t- he was telling me a story last night. It was like uh, that awkwardness of standing next to someone who's crushed. Yeah. And they're going, you were great, mate. And then that guy goes, well, he was on as well. Yeah. And he, no shit, the guy turns to Thomas and goes, no, you were shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, couldn't literally Instant couldn't feedback. happen to a nicer bloke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instant feedback. I hate when that's and it's usually girls. I, I'm so funny too. I'm actually hell funny. I'm really funny. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really funny. I should do it. I'm like, then do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, do the, some stand up. The next heat of raw comedy. Yeah, is, is yeah. Please, I tell them I go 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 do some open mic at the Brisbane. Sign yourself up. But honestly, I'm really funny. Mm. Tell me something funny. Oh, I, not now. Like usually with my friends. <laughs> Fucking shut. I up. um, I certainly <laughs> do though. I, I appreciate honesty, and you said it before the football thing that, and I guess it comes with a lot of hard nosed sort of sports mm-hmm. where the coach is usually quite aggressive. You probably get used to those that that sort of abuse and take it as it's constructive criticism yeah. as it is. And then uh, to have people like that around me helping me cut my teeth, I feel like it's cheating. Well, almost. even last night, Mickey <laughs> gave me a killer line as well. Like, that's good teamwork. He goes, wait, yeah. after Cody Lamb finishes, because yep. Cody's gay and Asian, and yep. we're doing a teach night, he goes, say... He's gay, he's Asian. If he was only disabled, his school would get an arts grant. And, and, and so, it crushed. So it's just like, there you go. It's like, that's it's like there. A little, As I, it's an open, I just hand pass your open yeah. goal. It's like, I want, yeah. I want you yeah. to... I want you to uh, take the goal, take yeah. it up a, a notch, and it's yeah. yeah, it's all win-win in the end. So good, like that. When you get given something good, I was like, "Fuck, that was funny." But in my head, I'm like, "No, oh, it's Mickey's. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even mine." No, but <laughs> but the, it's funny because it, it, there's that whole argument of uh, IP in in this game. Mm, it's like yeah. it, it is an unwritten law. You don't use other people's stuff, but then. Heckle lines are kind of for everyone. Yeah. Kind of general MC Little. work lines like that last yep. night. It's like it's there to be had. Yeah. Um, I'm not like them crow jokes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh you not fuckers. Like the crow joke. You're gonna. You too. Let's huh? bring it up. Oh yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> let's bring it up. Yeah, fuck, what's your beef with Pinder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nicest bloke in the world. Yeah. He's such it? such a great comic. Oh. Yeah. But someone who's poking. Yeah, so we've brought it up a uh, hundred times on the podcast. Oh, really? Alan he Anderson he called it out Pinder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Matt, do you know Matt Stora? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So Stora's got, got a crow bit. I saw his crow bit the other night. I've gone, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm on next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on next. So I'm and going, then Matt Stora was on again. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going, going, how do I, But uh, what's his name? Um, Alan Cochran, great UK comic. I was on with him. He was headlining uh, a, a Kiwi comedy festival gala yep. that I was the resident host of it's in the big town hall there we had 400 every night it was a great Sick. ticket to be on yeah. and you know Mark Mark Watson was on we've had um, Mark Watson's funny as fuck really yeah. strong show and I've said to Alan I go, oh, sorry mate I've, I've done a bit there which is similar to a bit in your set he goes it's my job as the headliner to listen yeah. and either bring it either discard that or pivot off that that's so, awesome so yeah. I've seen someone I don't own bird noises, <laughs> yeah. just, and that's what I had to say to someone who was, you know, viciously defending because they, I think they saw that great promo of Pinder doing it. Yeah, on, it was yeah. just, and it's, it's a that good of a bit. 
they can use that as a sizzle reel. Yeah. And great, good on him. Yeah. And it's a it's a funny noise and it's a little bit different. There's another comic who's lifted my bit word for word. Wow. Oh, and really? I, I don't own the noise. Yeah. But yeah. the structure of my joke and, mm. and Pinder's is different. And even if we're on the same show together, whoever's on last could find a way to... T- it off to work it. Again. Yeah. Teamwork yet again. I like when people bring up something that I've got because yeah, yeah. I can go, oh, you know, thing was talking about this. Yep. Then you go do your own spiel. That's real. MC can use a Do bit you still use yours. that credit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I'd love to. I've never nah. seen Yeah, I'd love <laughs> yeah. to see it. So yeah. I'll, 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 it's... Uh, when we're, when you're next on it, lounge or something, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do it. Well, the whole thing. Started. I'll just come and tell you, do that bit. <laughs> we saw that big. We saw that fight. That well, not the fight. The the, the call out and all the social media that mm. went with it. And everyone's like, Mickey D's the best dude. It's not going to fail. And everyone's like, Pinder's the best guy. And it wasn't yeah. even you two that had the the issue. But Stora had a crow bit, and then Pinder had a crow bit. But I found tell like yeah. seven years ago, yeah. I wrote a Facebook status in Canada. Yeah. Canadian crows have different accents to Aussie crows. Beautiful. So I'm like, you fucking stole my shit. <laughs> and, and they stole and that. And then it's stamp yours. dated. What, what year was it? In About seven years seven ago. Seven years ago. So you stole it from well, Steve eight Hughes. Eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so Hughes, he's coming, he's going, oh, I've got a bit like that as well. Because yeah. everyone writes what, tri- you know. Yeah, well, it's yeah, true. Because I was in Vancouver, like, what the yeah. fuck? That sounds Hang different. On. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I didn't and, even do comedy and then. And the ones here, technically, if we were to pull it apart, the ones here, the West Australian crows are from the Raven. Well, they're all Raven family. I think they they've got more of a Raven feel out here. Yeah. The Queensland crows are, are more racist, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the Adelaide crows just don't do anything. In the <laughs> <border>. <laughs> and the Raven crows, the king is Pinger Man, always uh, Raven. <laughs> well, even like, uh, uh, and I'm still trying to craft a, a solid five minute set, but my opener is about words being just sounds mm. and. Delby was like, oh, yeah, Carl Barron's got a bit about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, he does. Yeah. It, it, there's no yeah. thing. It's just that's a logical thing to talk about. It's something that's like, yeah, they are. Their words are just sounds. Do, so I've got a bit much, about it. It's, it's so it's, – yeah, If it's there. It, it, again, it's like it's intent. It's sort of, it might be that argument for did somebody see something and then – You could argue, there, yeah. But, but at the end um, – Another brilliant comic coming through the ranks at the moment uh, is Rudy Lee, the Rudes. He's got a wonderful bit about Welcome to Country. Oh, yeah. Rudy Lee. Yeah. yeah. You he saw was, him the other yeah, 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 so yeah. He's, he's, he's just brought out his first solo show and he's got this great bit about Welcome to Country and there's three other people doing the same thing, but it's it's now a different, it's yeah. a thing and everyone has their spin on it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so then to go, oh, but again, if um, people, it's just... Whoever's on first that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Corey um, White's got a good Welcome to Country on, but um, Marsh told me the Welcome to Country bit, and it sounded funny as fuck. Yeah, because yeah, Marsh Ru- saw it. And was Rudy's like, great. Yeah, yeah Rudy, he won Gong the other week. Yeah, uh, the other week, and um, he was on. You were emceeing his. Uh, well, Mickey what, brought him over. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because uh, he was on that uh, on Saturday night as well. At Lounge. Yeah. Us. Well, yeah. that's what I seen anyway. One, so. Rudy Boy ninety one. If you're going to get on his Insta, I follow him. Mm. Um, before we got to go to your midday gig. Yeah. Uh, Kid show. What's uh, What's your biggest gig you've ever done? Ah, uh, four thousand people Fuck. in a um, what was it? A, a kind of a convention. It wasn't a theatre. It was a convention centre wow. in Johannesburg. What Solo or was, uh, a gala? I was yeah. on a gala with uh, the a crew out there, and 
great scene out there, the diversity out there. Mm. There's a Zulu comic called Stand Up Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it's like, uh, but the, yeah, they're really rock and roll out there. There's a, a comic, and I learned so much watching how this guy weaved a beautifully diverse audience through each other. Everyone was equal. He slammed everyone equally. Yeah, good. You know, there's especially more, in Africa, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. There was Muslim people, uh, Zulu people, uh, Christians, Muslims, Jewish crew. You've got uh, the Dutch. Uh, you know, Afrikaners. Mm. You've got the English South Africans. You've got the the Cape Colour people. You've got uh, Zimbabwean folk, Nigerian crew. Everyone coming out for a Sunday at a club called Cool Runnings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's There's a, a, a theme bar called Cool Runnings, but this basement run by John Vlismus, the the most amazing uh, comic, and the way he hosts his own club mm-hmm. just sewed everyone through each other. It was safety because no one was any different from the other. Awesome. Yeah. And no so apartheid. I, I love that. Comedy. Oh, mate, yeah. not, not there. He, he got it. So, What's the acoustics like doing a 4,000? Is it because in a smaller place you get that instant especially feedback? Especially a long, deep room. It wasn't oh, fun. So nah. you'd feel the wave go out. The timing had to adjust. Oh, I, yeah. I was lucky enough. First ever Comedy Festival Roadshow. I was 19. I got to play His Majesty's here in Perth. Yeah. Any... Any kind of uh, Edwardian era theatre, mm-hmm. stunning to play. There's about four in Australia because you've got the dress circles. Yeah, yep. you, you probably wouldn't need to be mic'd. They're that wow. well built. Wow. So they're a joy to play, and I was lucky enough as a 19 year old to do a six night run, the 1600 seater. But then uh, there's a couple of two, three thousand seaters that uh, I reckon it's unless it's a really well built place. Like the Hammersmith Apollos, like twenty six hundred, yeah, and some of those bigger theaters like that, mm. they're they're playable. But anything long that's, and yeah. deep, like the fourth out in the convention center, that's just a money making opportunity yeah. for the promoter. Pack it out. It's not really for the art, yeah. Um, you know, money making for the promoter and who's hiring the plastic chairs. Yeah, <laughs> good side yeah. hustle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that how good as a comic. Just bring your own. Chair high. <laughs> uh, what about on the flip side, the worst gig you've ever done? Oh, yeah, you like, probably had a fuckload oh, over a career, yeah. but and it's they all blend into each other. Like there's there's so many. It's uh, it might have been my fifth gig. Mm-hmm. Like so, the first one was that the Cusack parking bird is <laughs> bang and and I burnt through all my social groups because at first on the scene in Adelaide, you know. Limo, Hamilton used to work behind the bar at this club and he'd give me and my mates Carlton drafts with a shot of Quantro in there. Oh Somebody flying. Good yeah. on you, Hamo. <laughs> that was a good advert yeah. for Hamo today. <laughs> but so uh, by my fifth gig, I burnt, nearly burnt, th- I burnt through all my decent stuff that yeah. I wrote in year 11 and year 12. So I was scraping the barrel. My mates uh, were now that comfortable in the club and they'd had a few Quantro mm-hmm. Carlton drafts. <laughs> They're there. And Flemo, it was Flemo, Alex Mason and Roman Kukowski, my boys from year 12. Yeah. And all of a sudden they've gone, oh, I've heard this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, mate. Your mate's heckling you. That was my first first death uh, in in a club. So that that one sticks out. But there's there's been other ones where, yeah, you've just played – 
to little to nothing. Mm. Indifference is worse. I'd rather a gig indescribable. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <that> <laughs> indifference. One that was just one. Um, well, in, since then that was Steve Bennett. Steve Bennett, who's now uh, he's behind the web page Chortle, chortle.co.uk. So okay. he That's is a really res- respected voice in the comedy world. And if, and if he likes you, but you have a shit gig, the review will. Be, there'll be hints in there how to fix your comedy because he's seen heaps. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. But since he's given me good reviews from there. Mm-hmm. But um, how about this for a double-edged sword review? Uh, he he may only be a three-star comedian, <laughs> but he's a five-star bloke. <laughs> That's a, oh, what a bear trap. Because if I react poorly to that, then I'm a three-star bloke yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, but... I'm cornered. Yeah. That's awesome. So a little good backhander. But um, you were to gig with like some of the biggest names in the world as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty... Um, well, yeah. mate, fucking Ross Noble, Russell Brand, straight yeah, away. Russell Peters. They're two of my favourite comedians, yeah, especially Ross Noble back in the day. And it's always hard the longer him. you do comedy to enjoy other comedians. So mm-hmm. I like finding a comics comics are like you, Wolfie, Pindar, I can watch you guys non-stop. But mm. who's your favourite to watch? I love watching Glenn Wall. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Wall's great. He His, uh, his writing, his ranting, his stagecraft... He's brilliant to watch. Um, her, Ed Byrne, very, very good. Uh, My babysitter when I was 10. Yeah. At the same time. How yep. crazy is that? <laughs> um, and then we're so spoiled now on Netflix. Yep. You can just dial it in. Um, Hannah Hannah Gadsby and I were n- naughty little kids when we used to hang out. Cool. Um, she's obviously Blow up. blown, blown up. up. Right. Yeah. So, so. How so do you feel about watching just, comedy on Netflix? Because I'm. Yeah. I'm not really, I don't know. I loved watching Raw and Carl Barron when I was younger, but now yeah. that I've been doing comedy a little bit, it's, I kind of feel... Yeah, something, anything that's... Not cheated, but just over, a bit... Yeah, you, it's that trap. Mm. Slossy's brilliant. Daniel Sloss is yeah, phenomenal. So, but then you've got these million-dollar productions on top of this, mm. you know, yeah. awesome talent that had to be that good to get that kind of deal. Yeah. So fair play to them. But then nothing beats live. Yeah. Nothing no, beats. It's unreal. It's energy. It's a feel. Mm. It's something that goes through the room. It's that. They it's call palpable. It, it's people say the vibe of a room, the vibrations. It's There's Marbo, something that's fucking. It, pe- yeah, yeah. People fucking just. It's tangible. Feel it. It's hasn't been edited. It hasn't cut to this angle. Yeah. You're there in the driver's seat of your own experience and you're watching a master of energy mm. who is yeah, adapt, lit- adapting their timing each night to the different laugh rate. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's the magic, to see it live yeah, and then so to true. see see something not get a laugh. Yeah. And you mm. go, oh, drama. <laughs> <laughs> great, what's going to happen? <laughs> you can't, yeah. I... That uh, Man on the Moon where Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman. Yep. Oh, so I, good. I love that scene where the producer comes out and goes, no, 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 ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. You've just been involved in a happening. Yeah. In a happening, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that scene? Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of what I try and... And they're like, but you can't, ah. You, oh, this, I feel dirty. They feel weird. They slowly but, clap. Yeah, so uh, in my late show, I try to put the ingredients out there for something... To pop up, and, and this is something Brendan Byrne said. If there's enough of us in the room, no matter no matter how ugh, and ugly it gets, yep. you know, if we just trust and, and wait, 
the punchline will present itself eventually. And yeah. The longer you have to wait, the bigger the payoff. Yeah, we might, yeah. We might go through some long grass, some fucking muddy reeds, yep. but when we get there, it's going to... It's going to pop. I like yeah. that description of an energy channeler almost. You're the master of energy because that's what you are. Yeah. You're molding, you're feeling the energy. If the room's down, you pick it up. If the room's fire, you work with it. Yeah, totally. That's an awesome description. All right, well, you've got to go. Yeah. So just quickly before you go, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to plug any remaining shows that you've got throughout Fringe and yeah. any socials and whatever you've got? Well, let's say, yeah, while you're here in Perth, go and see anything at the Comedy Lounge. It's the best club in Australia. It's purpose-built. <clears throat> It's just the best place to see live stuff. And they sponsor um, this podcast, so that's yeah. very oh, good. There you go. <laughs> oh, I joined it. Oh, right there. That's the hat right there. there. Yeah, you, you too. Um, the, the comedy pub crawl is a great ticket here at the Perth oh, yeah. Fringe World because you're going to get, you know, anyone who went to, anyone who ever did a pub crawl back in the day, they're awesome. Yeah. Add to that, you know, four great comics. different comics. Yeah. Uh, and then just get on. Get on my Insta, Adventure yeah. Mick. Adventure, Adventure Mick. Mick. Yeah, how good. Yeah. Delby, anything um, Anything else yeah. compared to what you uh, plugged just two the days usual. ago? Yeah, I've just added two shows, two two solo shows at 10.15 this weekend. Try to do a late, uh, a late ticket grab. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, all the other shows are sold out. So if you want to come and see uh, my show, which is number one on the Clean Heat yeah, Sizzle Factor. Yeah, number one. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so, come along to that. How good. All uh, regular stuff. I'm doing Delby's quiz tonight at Paddy Malone's and I'm not doing Gong now uh, for whatever reason, um, but I am doing I a spot Yeah. for whatever it is um, at Stables. That's for you. Oh, fantastic. Giving you a hard yarns shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I packed so poorly for this yeah. tour. Great. And we got a bottle and, opener as well. Oh, great. And it, it's going to fit me. Yeah. <laughs> the fat bloke camp. <laughs> <laughs> Were you um, surprised at my, my boot camp today? You go, yeah, is this bloke going to get around? No, no. That's no, no, a face. fucking sensational. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. And then just uh, one final thing. If anyone wants to get on, donate for the ultra hard yarns for the 80-kilometer run I'm going to be doing for Beyond Blue. That would be amazing. Um, uh, Matt Pritis is running with me now, so that's kind of cool. And we've got a heap of other people getting on board. So, cool. thank you so much for coming on, fucking My Ripper episode. Champions. Let's get hard. Let's get hard. Look at these men finishing my sentences. <laughs> I'll take the bit. <laughs> I'm a crow. Ah! You shall you not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> he never did the W, but everybody else has done the W. <laughs> Listen all the way to the end, and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. <laughs> Yes. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. Yeah. Five yards, podcast. <laughs>